Jessica Blaylock. Doing all right. You, you foresee that happening where they go down on the field? I mean, uh, you might be involved in, in these kind of interviews uh, where you have to ask the manager uh, who he likes, uh, you know, in terms of the price and or over the first five innings. This is something Minervini uh, would probably be an advocate of. I was yeah. just about to say, I would pay money to have a front row seat to watching Craig ask managers and coaches about the money line. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for that. End game would be so great. It, it's bound to become a requirement, I would think, of uh, you know any, any kind of sideline reporting or field yeah. uh, reporting because uh, you know they, they they come so close. I mean, to having uh, the commissioner himself actually pick the games. The time. Wake up with Defo, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defo Show. I'm getting closer to my home. That's right. We're only a couple of days away with more Super Bowl speculation. Good morning, everybody. Good to be with you on this fine Thursday. We're going to deviate a little bit from Super Bowl conversation uh, during uh, today's program, as we always do on Thursdays with Dave Gurgles Gurgly and the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Looking forward to that. Just break it up, right? The monotony. Is Jalen Hurts going to do this? Is my home's okay? What about Andy Reid? Is he fat? You know, we uh, we already know a lot of things, uh, the themes that are working for the Super Bowl. And, and this has been fairly quiet. I mean, the only controversy that I've seen so far, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago, you had some obscure Eagles linemen arrested. Uh, then uh, you had that thing with uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, he got arrested, but he was on the Bengals, and they didn't make the Super Bowl. Uh, th- this is hardly like, and I guess, what, the, the three real scandalous incidents that took place during Super Bowl week? Is there something I'm missing here? Stanley Roberts. Or Stanley Wilson, or rather, Stanley Wilson, when uh, he, he was, uh, you know, doing uh, free base and coke all night uh, and missed the uh, Super Bowl when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals, a key piece of uh, that equation. And that was uh, here, right, in uh, Miami. It seems like a lot of trouble. In fact, all of this happened in Miami. <laughs> Super Bowl. Eugene Robinson was here as well, yes. <laughs> Eugene Robinson uh, solicited uh, sex uh, with uh, a cop that was a cross-dressing cop. I mean, come on, Gene. Just got the Man of the Year award. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have been. That significant of an incident, but he was actually carrying the trophy yes. down Biscayne Boulevard when he asked this, uh, what he thought was a woman who turned out to be a guy. And also, unfortunately for him, turned out to be a member of the Miami Police Department, yep. uh, you know, just out there trying to cut down on this sort of stuff from the uh, people, the freaks that come in from out of town that want this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have some kind of James Con in the gambler fantasy to be cruising Biscayne Boulevard late at night. When you're a multimillionaire and you just received the NFL Man of the Year award, I mean, could, could you go any lower, especially with all of the religious uh, theories that uh, were being espoused by Eugene Robinson about how getting closer to God is a thing to do? And his wife was very religious. I mean, that that was that that was I mean, really just just rot with ironies, the whole thing. And, and then I guess uh, Barrett Robbins, right? Uh, Yes. The Raiders, uh, he, he was uh, also here in Miami for a Super Bowl, was he not? I don't know if that was here. Barrett Robinson, was on here? No? I don't know or if that was here. he just wandered off and he was spaced out? Yeah, or was he in Miami? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, but uh, th- th- those are the three uh, sort of infamous things that happened uh, during Super Bowl week. We, we haven't seen any of that, right? I mean, uh, everything's hunky-dory so far with this Super Bowl. The Kelseys are fine. Mama Kelsey is a big star. Uh, Mahomes uh, is doing great. I mean, you would have never known that he was hurt uh, in the first place. Jalen Hurts, they've been kind of quiet about uh, the shoulder there with Jalen Hurts, have they not? Luby, yeah. what do you think? They don't talk about it at all. It's and uh, I, I got a text yesterday after the show from the lovely and talented one, Leslie Visser. And she says, you know, you know what? You've been talking about this for two weeks. I still have no idea who you like in the Super Bowl. 
You say you're lame. And, and, and that's because I still have no idea who I like in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to put down, uh, you know, a small wager on Kansas City just to have some kind of monetary interest and make the game a little bit more compelling. But I, I have a funny feeling I'm going to feel like a fool. Right, Louie? I mean, is it not obvious that Philadelphia is the better team? What, what, what do you say? It can't be that obvious, or the line couldn't have stuck at one and a hook for as long as it has. You, you would see some evolving, uh, you know, uh, sentiment towards the Philadelphia Eagles, and maybe you will towards game time, but I, I, I don't sense that, right? If anything, people are trying to convince themselves that Kansas City is going to win this game, much like I am, and uh, yet do I believe it? I really don't believe it. That, that's the problem. Should you wager if you really don't believe in the side that you're taking just for the sake of wagering? No. Of course you should. That's why you we're a sick, degenerate <laughs> asshole gamblers. All right. Um, I, I mean, and this is great, but we want to get into this. Uh, Dave's going to join us. Dave Gurgles Gurgling uh, probably in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, you can dial us up if you want to play the uh, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge today at 954 Four one seven oh oh seven oh, and I suggest you get in on that, especially if you're your new blood. I mean, we have our regulars, and we're very very happy about that because uh, you know when, when I can't tell you how many uh, changes uh, we've made in terms of location of where we're broadcasting from or where these broadcasts originate from uh, during the course of the time, the twenty five plus years that we've been doing the trivia challenge, and we've had a few different locations, a couple of different sponsors, but uh, for the last many years. It's been highly a park, and we couldn't be more appreciative of them uh, sticking with us uh, through our uh, various uh, changes of venue and formats. And, you know, uh, let's face it, this was somewhat of an experiment. But we started out, uh, you know, with uh, Jack Namer, and, uh, you know, that didn't work out after like a year of, uh, you know, listening to uh, this, that, and the other thing. I, I realized, hey, that this guy's not doing anything for us that we couldn't do ourselves. So uh, let's just try it. And then Luby came up uh, with South Florida Live, and, and here we are. And um, things are expanding, I, I would have to say. You know, a lot of people look and they see, like, a limited number of views uh, that are being posted there on YouTube. And yet, uh, but we do have other platforms where, where uh, these programs are being seen. And that figures to expand uh, by, I'm hoping, uh, you know, exponentially uh, over the next uh, several months. We have a few things working here that uh, could work out. But you never know in this racket. You just never know. And, and this is a business that uh, I started out in uh, very humble beginnings. I mean, uh, look, I've been doing this the better part of 50 years altogether. I spent about seven years uh, in, what would you uh, call it, sports journalism? <laughs> you are sports But, I, I mean, I, I was legitimate. I, I was writing for newspapers. I, I got my radio career started uh, on a very small scale uh, when I was living in California. And then I thought, well, geez, uh, you know, how am I going to get to the next stage of this thing? I got to get out of here, right? I mean, it's uh, almost impossible to uh, move up the ranks without coming from somewhere else. When you were talking about the media at that time uh, in, in Los Angeles, it was not an easy market to crack. It was union and all kinds of stuff for electronic media. Uh, newspapers, there were resilient newspapers, as evidenced by the fact that I worked at two of them. The uh, Fontana Herald News, a 5,000 circulation daily that uh, essentially was a fish wrap. But, you know, we tried. We put our effort in. In fact, uh, I'm in touch with a good friend of mine. We, we had a four-person editorial staff, Luby. There were literally uh, there were three desks lined up, and then I had a desk off to the side as the sports editor. And uh, what, what that involved was uh, I, I was literally in charge of just putting out two pages a day of a newspaper. And it was, you know, an actual newspaper. It, you know, it looked very much like the New York Post and any other newspaper. So from that standpoint, they were very, very professional. Old school stuff, though. I mean, where 
literally you, you would uh, take your articles and uh, and you know assemble the page and then take it to the print shop in the back and the guy would have to like put it together and piece it together and pasting stuff up and all this and, and they got very angry if you didn't do your job well so so it, it was Sort of the first thing I, I realized was to uh, get on the good side of the people in a print shop was a very essential ingredient of any kind of advancement I was going to make. Plus, it made your life a hell of a lot easier. So um, I became very professional at doing that sort of thing. Then uh, I had various, uh, you know, chances maybe to uh, really just take a huge quantum leap forward in, in the newspaper business in California, all of which eventually fell through. And I, I ended up like moving to what would have been just uh, the natural next step up the line going to a uh, circulation of 30,000 with the Ontario Daily Distort, also known as the Daily Report, which was an afternoon, a p.m. Uh, newspaper. People got the paper, and they're like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They're, they're getting the news. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what good is it by then? I mean, you talk about fish wrap. But uh, it was a better newspaper. It was larger. Uh, they had a bigger staff. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, for me, uh, okay, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it wasn't bad, right? I mean, you want to just keep moving up the line. That's uh, sort of the uh, concept, especially as a young person starting out. But the uh, motto, and I've said this many, many times here on these programs uh, of the uh, Daily Report, uh, at least my motto for it was yesterday's news tomorrow. Because uh, afternoon deadline, uh, it just seemed like we were reporting yesterday's news. And that concept is still very much in play, especially when you have the Bulldog Edition, the Bulldog Edition of the New York Post, which... Um, the trade deadline in the NBA, there's always wild speculation as to uh, all of the different things that are going to happen, right? And rumors of blockbuster deals, and, and rarely does it happen, correct, now, Luby? Now, we did have a, you know, I guess you would call the Kyrie Irving thing a blockbuster a couple of days ago, and he made his debut last night for the uh, Dallas Mavericks with Doncic out of the game. Uh, he's uh, still sidelined with an injury and uh, very successful for uh, Kyrie Irving. At 24 points, he looked good. And uh, everything's hunky-dory right now with Kyrie. He's at peace with the universe. So that's great. So now the, the speculation was rampant. What's going to happen with Kevin Durant? I believe Kevin Durant, does he become a free agent after this season? Or does he still have another year? Or did he have another year under contract uh, with the Brooklyn Nets? No, what was the story on that? This is it. This is, uh, that's why a lot of people weren't sure. I mean, I just wouldn't want him. But he's a... Durant, you wouldn't want Durant. Oh no, I'm, oh no, Durant. I don't. Durant yeah. isn't. I think Durant's Kyrie. Status? Kyrie is the one that Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, you wanted to cut Durant ties has with a him. Deal. Remember, yeah. Durant just signed a big deal. That was the oh, whole that's thing. right. That he was signed an extension. Weird. Last yeah. year, he signed a deal, right. and then he after that, the same year, he wanted to be traded. It was fucking weird. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. All right, so um, unfortunately for this guy, uh, Brian Lewis, yeah, I mean, sucks. I, I would imagine paper. he amended this, uh, but. Uh, Here's a headline in today's post that I got this morning. Uh, it's decision day for the Nets. Durant. No, no it's not. <laughs> Western Conference GM unidentified sees no sign of a deal. Nope. No Oof. sign. So they were just way wrong. Because I went to bed at okay. 11 and it hadn't happened yet. And I woke up at 3 a.m. My phone was going fucking nuts. So oh, what yeah? happened? Who's calling you at 3 a.m. about no, this? No, the goddamn. I'm on like, I, I'm connected to three different apps that update me on sports throughout the day. And all three at the same time started hammering me. Yeah. And I guess a buddy of mine also woke up and was texting me about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, the Suns. I'm like, it's a major blockbuster. What? Is it not? I'm like, they didn't even give up anybody. I'm like, heroes better than Oh, uh, they gave up a couple of decent players. I'm like, I mean, you know, people were talking about Jay Crowder, but uh, that guy, is it Collins? 
That uh, is it, John Collins? Who, who's uh, there? There was another Hawks. guy included Cam in the Johnson. deal that actually Cam was a function. The guy that shoots threes and isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, but he's not fallen bad. back. He's gone. He's gotten worse. Like I'm just thinking of this from a Heat perspective, and the Heat actually would have given better players to be brutally honest. The problem is. And would they have given up that much, though? I mean, did they have that much to give up? I mean, they gave them four players have, and, like, a number one pick. No, they gave them, no, no, it was the opposite. They gave them two or three players and four first-round oh, picks. Oh, four, four first-round picks? Are you kidding me? That's what the Heat don't have. Yeah. The Heat actually, Hero is vastly better than Cam Johnson. And yeah. they could have given them a, 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 a Struess, who's better than Jay Crowder at this point in their career. It yeah. is, they don't have four first-round picks to give. They have, like, two, no. and they're, like, five years on the road. Like, that's the thing that Phoenix could give that the Heat Literally Pat Riley has traded all first round yeah. picks away until the year three thousand. <laughs> in fact, uh, you know the, the uh, Nets inquired, "Well, what do you have in terms of draft picks uh, to the Miami Heat?" And uh, Pat Riley started singing, "In the year twenty five, twenty five." You're like, "Well, what is this? Uh, was that Zager and Evans? I don't know. Somebody put out that horrible song. What was that song? In the year twenty five, twenty five, <laughs> if the world is still alive, it's like, you know, go fuck yourself with that. What is that?" Unbelievable. Is that far enough down the road that nobody could possibly, uh, you know, uh, see it through and, and realize when they were right or wrong? Anyway, th Zager this guy was Evans. dead wrong. Good here. job by you, Zager and Evans, yes. Zager and Evans, yeah? Yes, good job. You was that it. their only hit? They must I, have written nothing so. else. <laughs> Did they have a piece of the national anthem? I don't know. When they sell their, uh, what, what is that called? Where, where they sell the rights to all of their music, their uh, portfolio? When they sell that, uh, it'll be for... Uh, like 28 cents. Uh, decision day for the Nets and So uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, is Phoenix now the favorite? They, they kept my man Devin Booker. Chris Paul all of a sudden looks like he's had a resurrection from the grave. Uh, he looked a little better last couple of times I've seen him. DeAndre Ayton is playing uh, monster basketball right now. And, and you add in Kevin Durant at uh, 27 points a game. Uh, you would have to think that, uh, I mean, this is going to be a, a dynamic duo anyway. Booker and Durant on the same team with Chris Paul guiding the pace there. Sort of a metronomic presence. And then DeAndre Ayton cleaning up the glass. What do you think, Luby? Phoenix Suns? Blockbuster. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> you, you kept track of them better this recent part because this year all I've heard is that they were underwhelming. and they've been No, but they, they've been hot lately. Uh, even with Booker out for a, a large part of them, I think they had won like 8 out of 10 in, in uh, recent games. Yeah, so it's very I mean, hard to follow all of the streaks that go on, but uh, I, I believe the Suns had uh, sort, of, sort of gotten themselves together. Aiton was really sparking this uh, whole run that they had uh, where they, they were starting to make some noise again. Uh, I, I thought they'd be great going into this year, uh, but to acquire Kevin Durant in that fashion, uh, all in for now, no uh, first-round picks, which certainly was beneficial for them to have kind of a mid-level first-round pick when they picked up Devin Booker. While we got who? Mike oh, Luby Lubitz? He's not even in the league. Just Justice in the league. Winslow. I don't even know if he's in Playing the somewhere league. in Afghanistan right now. <laughs> he may have actually signed up for the Foreign Legion. I, I don't know. May as well. He would have been just as effective as he was as a pro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yesterday's news tomorrow. So uh, that becomes the big story. And that wasn't even the only blockbuster deal made at the NBA trade deadline. Unbelievable. And what now, is, is there today? still time left? Is the deadline like later today? It's today at four. That's why I'm still wondering. What else could possibly happen, though? Holy Adam Silver. From a Heat perspective, there's nothing. Oh, yeah. The, like, you didn't, yeah. The, Russell was a big name. Jay Crowder was the Heat's backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know that but Riley had to nothing. have an eyeball on Durant, uh, you know, throughout his career. Riley like, loves that kind of player, no? Uh, I mean, he's just, uh, wanted Durant desperately. Yeah. And he doesn't have enough fucking picks. Like, uh, this is... I don't know, why can't, why is 
it's not working. Where did they get rid of all of their draft picks? When they were acquiring Jimmy Butler? I mean, uh, where did all these draft picks go uh, that the Heat uh, don't have anymore? Anyway, I I don't know that they would have gotten Durant anyway. And, uh, well, there's too many anyways in one sentence. But uh, as you look at uh, what transpired there, uh, look, were the Nets unlikely to want to trade Durant to an Eastern rival? I mean, uh, would they have traded him to the Celtics? I I would think not. And uh, does that mean that they've thrown in the towel on this year, look what happened with the big three, that they were assembled, what, last year with James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, and now a year later, all three gone, every single one of them, and, and uh, under uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, what would you call it, acrimonious circumstances. Uh, and Durant had demanded a trade, and he wanted Sean Marks, and uh, Steve Nash fired. Nash did get fired. Marks is still there, and uh, Marks has to be a happy man because he's still with the Brooklyn Nets. And Kevin Durant and all of these other uh, guys that turned out to be uh, essentially the equivalent of very high-priced bag ladies by net standards. They got nothing out of them. Uh, what they, Did they win a playoff round with, with these guys? They won a playoff series with that group. Right. And that's and the that's it. they got. Yes. Such ugliness, man. I mean, as a kid from Brooklyn, it's kind of, you know, kind of painful to see what happened. Uh, with uh, I, I thought maybe... Our borough is finally going to be represented, uh, you know, in some kind of uh, illustrious fashion in the NBA and uh, no such luck. So um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, the Suns have to be a dynamite team at this point. No, I, I can't imagine that integrating Kevin Durant into the lineup and infusing him uh, into uh, already, uh, you know, a very talented lineup with uh, DeAndre Ayton and uh, Devin Booker especially uh, it isn't going to, uh, you know, propel them into a pretty commanding position there uh, in the West. Uh, the Lakers also made uh, a three-way blockbuster deal. They, they get the Aaron Fox, and uh, he, uh, you know, is a guy that uh, had made great strides after initially looking like he was going to be a no, little Russell, bit of a bust. D'Angelo Russell, they didn't get the Aaron Fox, did they? They, they got, didn't get the Aaron Fox. They got I D'Angelo. They did. No, the Kings aren't getting ready. The Kings are the three seed. Oh yeah, not the Aaron Fox. No, uh, the Aaron Fox. Uh, That'd Russell. be a really yeah. big fucking deal. No, they got D'Angelo yeah. Russell, the guy that he D'Angelo wanted. Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo. Aaron Fox. I'm like, what the fuck? The Kings are the There's three seed. Yeah, yeah, what am I talking about? Move. I don't know why I wrote down De'Aaron Fox here on my little <laughs> sheet. Because he's really good. But and the Lakers would love yeah. to get De'Aaron Fox. Maybe I'm dreaming. I'm trying to put the Lakers in the finals. You know that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Lakers, but I want to see LeBron win another championship so I can get rid of the... He'd be one closer to uh, eliminating that argument about Michael Jordan, which uh, people will not concede that LeBron James is on the same level as Michael Jordan. Oh, no. They it's like, I mean, it could go on forever. I mean, there's no answer to it. It's like, who's a better quarterback, Marino or Montana? I mean, uh, look, it's a matter of taste, I guess. Um, you know, and there's so many different things to consider. I, I would just have to say that to be able to sustain the level of excellence that uh, LeBron James brought into the league 20 years ago, even though he came right out of high school, what was uh, Jordan? Well, was he coming out junior. after his junior, junior year junior, in North junior, Carolina? Junior year. Okay. So uh, he was three years older, which you would have thought would, would have, uh, you know, made it even easier for him to transition into the pros uh, than uh, LeBron James, who you, you would have thought might have had a, a small period of adjustment, which he did. But still, I mean, it came in as an 18-year-old. But to sustain this level of excellence at 38 years old, 20 years later, I don't know how you don't concede him uh, at least equal stature but with Michael Jordan. And uh, the one big differential seems to be and then there are a few intangibles like, uh, you know, who, who made more clutch shots, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, Jordan, uh, you know, went ahead and uh, capitulated to uh, others many, many times in uh, clutch uh, situations and had the good fortune of having three dynamite, uh, very accurate three-point shooters uh, during his tenure there with the Chicago Bulls, in addition to many other fine players. 
You know, people forget about like Horace Grant was like a monster. He's a borderline Hall of Fame. I mean, he was a, a borderline, if not an all star for years. And then they had Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Rodman, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. And uh, who was the Cole center Cole, they had from the Knicks? Uh, who, uh, you know, and Cartwright. Having... Young Cartwright was actually really good. Cartwright, yeah. Old Cartwright, but Young Cartwright was good. And good. Then, and the other group, Tony Kukoc, Scotty really Pippen. Good. I mean, Pippen Tony Kukoc. <laughs> I don't. I don't think LeBron has ever been surrounded by that level of talent. With the Heat, and he won. <laughs> like with the yeah. Heat, and he won. Like when he's at talent, he's won just like Jordan. Look, the, that finals versus the Mavs, Jordan wouldn't have allowed. I agree. Fucking uh, the little one, uh, your favorite Berea, literally. Oh yeah, yeah JJ LeBron, Jordan would have laughed at him. I, so that I get that one finals, but. He went to 10. <laughs> like, why that, does that not matter? Yeah. Like, he went to 10. By, if you said it, and you were right. Like, until now, and he's 38, and that's because yes. his side guy won't stay fucking healthy. If LeBron's on your team, you're a contender, no matter who the you're, fuck's you're on the team. You're nearly a championship contender. Like, that's big. Although they sit uh, two games out of the uh, play-in spot mm. uh, as uh, things unfold. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I mean... I actually thought, I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe I'm the only one that thought this. I, I thought Westbrook was okay. Everybody says he was just a ridiculously odd fit, a uh, square peg in a round hole. But, I mean, uh, the limited time that I saw the Lakers uh, this year for all of the conversation about him, um, you know, I, I just, the last time I saw Russell Westbrook, I, I mean, he was destroying the Knicks in overtime and had a series of, uh, you know, four or five of the most clever assists on uh, consecutive possessions that, that I've seen. Where, where he really controlled uh, the action and set the Lakers up for that win, uh, much more so than even LeBron James did in that overtime period. And I thought, wow, if this guy plays like this, what's wrong with him? Nothing. Plus, he still had uh, you know some explosiveness in going to the basket. Right? It was always weird to see uh, Westbrook just rise up and, and hammer down a dunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of a chucker. I, I don't know that he was chucking as much with uh, with the Lakers. Right? But they're a horrible three-point shooting team, and they That's have been the all season long. And that seems to be uh, their Achilles heel, their their nemesis. Yep. Uh, and when you talk about Achilles heel, you also have to think about Anthony Davis and his uh, pension for being injured all the time, which he's playing now. I, I don't know. Does that change anything? Because uh, you would have to think that, uh, that they don't make this move unless they uh, you know, have a firm belief. And, and, and LeBron James, too. Is he running the club? 100%. What's the guy's name? Palenka, Pavelka. I think Rob Palenka is still the GM, Palenka? but I mean, it's, it's LeBron. He looks like Rob Lowe, the cat. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, you talk about having a free ride, right? I mean, uh, is it Rob Palenka? I don't know. Is uh, Jeannie Buss enamored with this guy for, for some reason that we don't know about? Wow. No, she was after, like, Phil Jackson. I mean, Palenka's this uh, handsome Hollywood-looking type, uh, but, uh, you know, a former uh, sports agent, NBA agent. Uh, nonetheless, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if they improved themselves enough to uh, make a difference there. Uh, that was a three-way deal that uh, also, what, what involved uh, Utah? Yes. What was involved in that one? And uh, the Timberwolves? Yes. Uh, are those the three the teams involved? Wolves, okay. I think at Westbrook, Utah gets Mike Conley, and, yeah. or it's vice versa. The T-Wolves get Mike And, and their draft picks. Uh, supposedly the Westbrook. big uh, piece uh, was the 2027 first-round pick, at least according to this guy that was breaking it down on CBS Sportsline. The 2027 Lakers first-round pick could be a really high pick, unprotected. And uh, that went to Utah. So supposedly they were the big winners in this deal. I, I don't know. That's too far down the road to worry about, isn't it, Luby? Because, uh, you know, look, uh, a year ago when uh, the Nets – had Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Durant, you would have thought, even if they don't get along, still there's enough talent on the floor there to make something happen, and now all, all three of them are gone. So it's pretty hard to foresee the future 
uh, when it comes to uh, the NBA. Uh, and the Knicks, uh, they got Josh Hart. Yeah, uh, they finally wanted. dealt uh, Cam Reddish. Uh, and Hart, did he not play with uh, Jalen Brunson at some point? Maybe. Where, were they not? He was at teammates? the Lakers, then he was on the Pelicans, and recently he was on the Blazers. I don't know if they crossed Okay, that so he never played with... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know where I got that from. Uh, Boy, I, I'm throwing a lot of confusing I mean, information least, out there, am I not? You woke up to like a whirlwind. <laughs> a lot happening. Uh, I, I saw that last night. I don't know when. Uh, I guess I woke up in the middle of the night. I mean, when, yeah. when did that actually transpire? Uh, that, I, went uh, to bed at I, I was surprised something. by it. I didn't think that was happening. I honestly did. He's not five two. I went. Yeah. I went. I passed out after eleven, and it hadn't happened yet. So I be, sometime between eleven and I woke up at three to check my phone. Sometime in there, it happened. So maybe at twelve. I don't know. It was. A, I feel like it was a late night thing because there wasn't even rumored. Yeah. I didn't even hear. I know. Anything said the Knicks got Kevin Hart. No, they they did not get Kevin Hart. Okay. <laughs> they got John. As well. I mean, uh, usually making some kind of clown deal there. Uh, Tom Thibodeau had just stated that he's perfectly happy with the team that he had also. Of course. That is. was part of uh, today's New York Post uh, analysis of what might happen during the uh, trade deadline. Here it is. Yeah. We love our team. Of course you do. Said they were doing nothing. But they, they had some kind of issue. I don't know what it was about uh, Cam Reddish that uh, rubbed the Knicks the wrong way. He, he was, uh, you know, relegated to a, a very, very uh, deep spot on the bench he wasn't really part of what they were doing then there was a brief period last year where he started to show flashes yeah. I, I i never thought he was all that great when he was at north carolina i was duke, surprised duke. he was drafted as highly as he was. he was duke he was in the group with zion and oh duke. yeah yeah cam reddish that's right yeah i went to the and, hawks uh, yeah but he uh you know he, he never overwhelmed me as being like uh, that that whole duke team you know yep. wasn't exactly Very as good as it was supposed to be right yep but they were anyway, that, that's uh, the NBA was uh, all in the news uh, yesterday. Stole the thunder of uh, the uh, National Football League for a day where, you know, it's uh, just starting. I would imagine things will really heat up today and yeah. tomorrow with uh, Super Bowl speculation and coverage. Do you still, I mean, do you have any kind of firm conviction, any kind of opinion? Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning Chiefs. I, I, You're leaning Chiefs. And any reason for that? I, what do you Mahomes see happening? Fact, I think Mahomes doesn't want to go one and two in Super Bowls. And again... And the Andy Reid clock is ticking. Like, how many more? Years he, he is, is one and two in Super Bowls, isn't he? Did he he's already play? Is this his third he's or his fourth Super Bowl? He's been to two. One one. Okay. He won the year with the Niners. He's been to five AFC title games, but he's been to two Super Bowls. He won coming back, playing like shit for three quarters against the Niners, and then had no offensive line, and the Bucks literally laid on him the entire the game. The Bucks destroyed. Uh, he had three yeah. offensive linemen missing in a fucking Super yeah. Bowl. So he, I mean, got an island. That was at thirty-one nine. Uh, you know. So he doesn't want like I, to me. That's big. Going like and again, once Andy Reid retires, who knows who the fucking coaches? Who knows how much success they have? Like you, have yeah, to, you would have to think the advantage. enemy. Like you've been saying, uh, the only reason that he's not out there on the Gene Upshot tour is uh, you know because uh, he's not going to get any of these other jobs. He never does. But you know, you would have to think that maybe he chilled down on the interview process because he, he could be screaming like Brian Flores, right? Chiefs never played uh, Philly in Super Bowl. This is his third. This is a racist world. And, uh, you know, Roger Goodell had his press conference yesterday. He denied all of that. He said, uh, oh, no, no. I mean, the diversity (laughs) program is working (laughs) like a charm here. The Rooney Rule? I mean, uh, wow, was there ever a better rule made in the history of uh, modern American sports? No. Everything was good. Uh, He even said the officiating was top-notch, Roger Goodell, yesterday. He said it's the best we've ever had. (laughs) People openly laughed at him. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't exactly pressing Goodell at that press conference. He was very casual. And you were thinking, uh, you know what? You can afford to uh, have this kind of approach when you're making $60 million a year just to be a shill. 
for uh, what's going on in the NFL. Uh, all that being said, I mean, I, I have not uh, that many complaints about the National Football League. They put on a wildly entertaining show all year long. And, uh, you know, I mean, here, here we are uh, just on the precipice of having a Super Bowl contested. And uh, honestly, I, I, I have no idea which way this game is going to go. I, I could see Philadelphia winning by 10 points, like we said yesterday. I, I could see Kansas City. I, I think Kansas City has more of an up, you know, uh, I mean, uh, an upward climb to get over Philadelphia than, than, you know, you're assuming that Philadelphia has the components to win a Super Bowl. Excellent defense, great defensive front, good enough secondary. And, uh, you know, they're obviously offensively uh, potent enough, uh, you know, with a little bit of diversity and based on a ground game that is much more conservative than you would think the wild chances that uh, Kansas City is going to have to take. Because lately, I mean, uh, they didn't run the football very well against Cincinnati, did they? Ferdy Pacheco, uh, you know, started to look like the actual Ferdy Pacheco <laughs> in his old age when he was somewhat senile. <laughs> no, they did not run the ball well. They don't run the ball well. That's a big issue for them. And the Eagles run the crap out of the ball. The Eagles pound it. How, how would you have handled this, uh, Luby, when uh, I was calling a fight with Ferdy Pacheco? I'd only worked with him uh, once before. And it went well. And, and, you know, I naturally, I was thrilled because, I mean, this was the guy that was on with Marv Albert on NBC as a color analyst. And there I am, a young DeForest, always wanting to call boxing and following in the footsteps of uh, the great Don Dunphy and thinking, here I am, ringside, calling like world title fights but with uh, the fight doctor, Freddie Pacheco, on national TV. I thought, wow, this is the pinnacle. I couldn't do any better than this. But in um, one of the prelims, and, and Freddie wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to what was going on. I did notice that about him. Uh, he kind of, uh, you know, was just literally shooting from the lip, as uh, Mike Lupica would say. And um, he had juxtaposed the names of the two fighters in the first round. Yeah, it's not good. So he was calling Smith Jones and Jones Smith. And, and he kept doing it. And, and now how do, you, how do you ease your way out of that? You don't want to say, hey, Ferdy, man, you got both of those guys wrong. <laughs> what were you smoking you before the fights? You can't say it like that. But, like, look, you, I, we both miss names. If it's yeah. a name for a guy we're never going to say the rest of the show, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But, like, if it's a name that may come up, like, especially in an interview, sure, I will try to correct you as nice as I can. Yeah. Because, again, it, it's, it's, it looks bad. If, like, for a whole fight, you can't have the wrong name of a whole fight. Like, that, that's going to no, be confusing no. as hell. No, no, people get confused, <laughs> right? And, you know, so, I mean, suddenly you have to kind you of say, yeah, yeah, yeah Freddie, that green, <laughs> uh, you know, Jones in the green trunks. Yes, yes. You have to. He, he's really, I mean, he's working that jab, is he not, Fight Doctor? What do you think now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Jones, that's right. <laughs> Hopefully he actually hears it. <laughs> hey, you don't want to make your partner look bad. I mean, you know, uh, that's that's not what this yeah. game is all about. I mean, you're trying to make the guy look as good as possible, even if you're thinking, you know, how far off is this cat? Uh, unreal. Uh, all right, um, your man Mike Norvell gets an extension, $8 million a year. He did. He for the did. fine season he had at Florida State. Yeah. I, I love that. If you're a coach. You can get buried for like three seasons and then have one good year. And all of a sudden you're good to go for like the next 10. And, and then if they fire you after, you know, if you revert back to what you were doing, the same crap you were doing the first couple of years, you had the team, they come back and they go, uh, you know, five and seven next year. And they want to get rid of the guy. Meanwhile, now they're stuck paying this guy uh, for well, what the next 10 years, uh, $8 million a year. I don't know how long the extension was. The extension but, uh, is in 2029. So it's the next six years. Wow. Yeah. I would say that was warranted, no? I mean, if you were at Florida State, are I'm you okay happy with enough it. with this guy? Is yeah. he going to win you a national championship, Louie? What I, do you I, think? Look, I, when you saw Michigan State do it with Mel Tucker and it just blew up in their face, it, it gives you pause. But he's he's built it slowly. He's built from the ground up. 
He has the money coming in in a way that hadn't come in since like the nineties. Great um, ambassador for the school, not not full of shit or uh, egocentric like uh, Jimbo front. was. He's been out front. He's handled every aspect of it. He has literally like ninety percent of the roster returned, which is rare. Usually, a good team loses everyone to the draft. Yeah. With the NIL, they've done a really good job at building NIL money too. So it's like whatever. He's on a good trajectory. And the other, and the thing is, and I didn't realize that they really do this, but e- even like the savings of the world, negative recruit like a motherfucker. Like supposedly smart and saving were going out there saying, you know, Norvell's not going to be there. So that you, you sort of can't have a guy lingering like you had. And yeah. people have been calling FSU broke, which is not true. Now he's paid in the top 10. So like all the, the negatives that they were doing, FSU has no money. Norvell's going to be gone. You have to do this or you have no shot at long-term success. When, um, uh- when is Ron DeSantis going to pull the funding? Uh, because uh, the FSU football team has a predominant number of black players, uh, over 50%. They all do, though. What's yeah, but I'm sure Ron has to look into this, right, and say, hey, if you're going to have all of these black kids playing football for you on scholarship, we're going to have to pull the funding. No? <laughs> I guess it's okay. I mean, to Ron DeSantis, football. that may as well be a team full of drag queens. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. Hey, let's bring in Dave Gurgles Gurgly for the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. I want to get you guys a chance to win something here in the program. Uh, I, I've given you enough uh, erroneous facts here, as we were talking about yesterday's news tomorrow. <clears throat> and, and there he is, the handsome one himself. Uh, uh, is that some kind of dolphin shirt? I mean, I would think you would be, I mean, fully no, adorned uh, in Eagles. Where? Miami Lakes Golf Club. That's that's what it is. It's our, our new logo. And uh, I'm tired of you guys picking on my friend, Roger Goodell. Who, uh, <laughs> oh, you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I, I, I could be a nice guy well too at 60 million a year, <laughs> couldn't you? Yeah, well, you know, I, at 60 uh, million, I'd still be an evil seed. Uh, that's it. I, I have no problem. Listen, aren't you going to the Borgata this weekend? I will You'll be, be in at, Harris, City? at Harris, and they're, they're having Harris. a party there, and they do have sports betting, they don't have horse betting. So, uh, uh the rest of the week, I'll be at the Borgata in the horse book betting parks in uh, Mahoning Valley. But uh, for the Super Bowl, <laughs> going to be firmly entrenched there in Harris. And I would imagine they'll have some kind of portable uh, bedding windows that they can assemble there at the pool party because uh, you don't want to make everybody go schlepping over. They have kind of a small sports book area there in Harris. I mean, it's nice. But uh, have you been there since they opened up the sports book? You're not a big Atlantic uh, City guy. I haven't been a, a- uh, yeah, well, I used to go to Bally's in the old days. I'd go up to yeah. Atlantic City and and then Saratoga. But, uh, of course, I'll be rooting for the Eagles. But there's one prop that really interested me. Okay, and yeah. And I, I looked at all the – yeah, I looked at all the props. And there's – it's – will the last play of the game be a quarterback taking a knee? Oh, wow. Now, if you say yes, it's minus 300. I like the other side. No, wow. at plus 184. With the idea that someone yes. will have the ball yeah, trying exactly. to come back and win it, so plus one eighty four for that uh, is is attractive to me. But uh, of course, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'll be rooting for them. All right, so I would imagine you're inclined, uh, as most people say, uh, you know, and especially with the spread being as minuscule as it is at a point and a half. Uh, most people say, especially in Super Bowls, and this has proven out to be true from a trend standpoint. Uh, whichever team you like to win, just bet it because they will cover the spread if they win. Uh, favorites have been covering the spread uh, an inordinate number of times, and obviously any underdogs have covered the spread if they've won. And I, I think out of 57 Super Bowls, it's some ridiculous number where, where the spread was was not a negative factor for somebody choosing the winning side and then ending up a loser. 
that that has not been the case. But uh, what, what what do you see in this game, uh, Gurgles? Have you watched enough? Uh, I mean, I know you're an Eagles fan. Have you, have you seen him enough to to formulate well, a judgment against you know, the Chiefs? Mahomes is Mahomes, and you know, obviously, yeah. the the defensive line with Fletcher Cox and Graham will get after him. I'm a little concerned about the the health of the Eagles quarterback. Um, I don't that think he's looked good throwing the ball yeah, the last uh, two or three games. So that's a concern of mine. They're obviously going to try and run the ball, but you have to be able to throw the ball too. So I'm a little concerned about the health of the Eagles quarterback with his shoulder, um, but I'm counting on the defense to to be the stalwart and win the game. But I won't make a single bet on it. I'll just root for my team. Oh, wow. And I used to host a party. I'll be on my couch, just me, watching the game, <laughs> yelling and screaming, and yeah. I'll be happy. I feel, I mean, I'm not going to bet a lot of money on this because, uh, look, I, I don't have tremendous success betting Super Bowls, uh, that's for sure. I will have a little action. Uh, I think it'll be double or nothing on the uh, season total of negativity uh, with my personal bookmaking venture with Francesco. Uh, if he wants to go double or nothing on that, I'll let him pick whatever side he wants. I, I think, I'm thinking he's going to come on. He doesn't like the Chiefs. Uh, he was betting against the Chiefs all year, which was, uh, you know, a very uh, fortunate and fortuitous for him because, uh uh, they, they were horrible against the spread most of the season and, and ended up probably, I think, I, I would say maybe like uh, 33% against the spread because uh, at one wow. time they were like 3-11, and 11, and I think they might have covered their last couple. So uh, what is that, 5-11-1. Uh, so, you know, you, you basically were losing two out of three games if you were betting the Chiefs all year. And if you were betting against them all year, you, you made a nice – if that's all you did, imagine if you had the discipline to say, look, I'm just going to bet against the Chiefs all year long. And, you know, you're, you're betting a substantial amount of money. Like your buddy that only bet like the 40 to win on horses. Yankee uh, yeah, John, yeah. right? Yankee John. Yankee John, yep. If you could stick to that, you probably would be yeah. you know, ahead of the game, right? Because you pick enough winners, Gurgles. It's just that we find a way to fuck it up by betting tries, exactts, right. doubles, uh, pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, twin pick sixes. It, it's yeah. unbelievable the, the variety of ways that you can mess this up. But uh Straight up, I mean, on logic, you would have to think Philadelphia. And I keep trying to make a case for Kansas City, and I'm probably going to lay my money on Kansas City to win the game. Okay. Uh, and yet, I mean, it seems like it might be a real uphill climb, uh, but I'm with you. Uh, so much is being made about Mahomes' ankle, which he seems to be fine, that I think the bigger concern is uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder. And, uh, you know, they were able to get away with not having him do much in that last yep, game against San yep. Francisco after they lost all their quarterbacks. But I don't know that they can escape that. Plus, uh, has Philadelphia seen an offense? Was there an offense in the NFC that looked anything like Kansas City? No. In terms of its versatility and ability to put pressure on a defense in a variety of ways. Well, uh, I don't know. The 49ers, 49ers would be the closest, I would Yeah, guess. but they, they were done. You know, but again, but then they, they their quarterback was out. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm just going to – but I feel, conf, I feel more confident now that you and Lubia both picked Kansas City. Yes, I, I would too. Better about the game. <laughs> and imagine I, I'm going to be there surrounded by, I mean, uh, an overwhelming, I would say, 90 oh my gosh, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> and, and these are not ordinary. I guess they are ordinary Eagles fans, but where they would just as soon kill you as uh, hear you uh, even uh, get, get out, <laughs> let out the slightest yelp of joy, uh, you know, if your team happened to take the lead. But but I, the only way I, I see Kansas City, I mean, and, and they have this tendency to hang, you know, like like a lot of our horses do in the stretch. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and even in that game against Cincinnati, they're they're dominant early, and they're only up six nothing after a quarter. And, and sure enough, I mean, they let Cincinnati hang around to the point where it looked like Cincinnati was logically, uh, you know, going to proceed and and just win the game. 
And then they kind of got lucky there a little bit in the end, maybe creating their own luck uh, with Mahomes making some dramatic plays. But um, if they can get the jump, that, that's my big if here. If Kansas City can get the jump on Philadelphia uh, like they did against Cincinnati and actually capitalize and maybe get up like 10, 14, nothing, then, you know, all bets are off on the Eagles. But uh, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, that, that would be the only thing. I don't see them coming from behind or uh, any of those sort of things against the Eagles. And we'll see who controls the pace early in the game. I think that's going to be a, a huge factor in this one. Uh, all right, we have the uh, trivia challenge coming up. So your money's on the Eagles. You like the prop of uh, there actually being a play, nobody taking a knee on the final yes. play. That's a good one. Uh, right. What's your feeling about the coin toss? Do you have any opinion there? Heads or tails? No, 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 nah, not interested. That's like that's like playing casino war. No, I'm not. No, thank you. Not, not How about casino Indian poker? Have you seen that where you put the card on your head? Remember that game, right? But you know, it's this. Wouldn't you like to be uh, the person singing the anthem and yes. you know what the time Love limit to. is to go under over and just sure. unload on it? I mean, I wow, what a nice thing Chris that Stapleton. is. But, well, well, we that did get seven to five that year. That footy, uh, you know, had a guy at the uh, Katie rehearsal Perry? for Katy Perry, yeah. And yeah, uh, you yeah. know, the, the bet was what will her first song be? And I don't know uh, if that's on with Rihanna. And I'm not sure who's taking that action because when I went up to the uh, and, and you've been in that Caesar's Palace, uh, we we spent a lot of time there yes. uh, during the birthday celebration, Caesar's Palace uh, yep. Sports and Race Book. And uh, I, I went up to the, you know, you know how they have the, uh, you know, it, it's kind of dark up there, and then you you go up to the, yeah, yeah. And the guy turns and goes, hey, Lou, this guy wants to bet the first song on a halftime show. You know, and he was calling the you know <laughs> casino manager. And uh, the guy, you could see him in the background just going like this. Like, we don't take this kind yeah, of yeah, horseshit action. That's easy to rig. Like, if, if footy across the country can get footy knew this. in it, yeah. like, how is not everyone lo- unloading, like... It makes sense they would limit it or not let you do it. Like well, well, I mean, you're a roadie for Katy Perry. You're not going to put like uh, you know a hundred thousand dollars at seven to five on Raw <laughs> at that really point. Kidding me? How does that song go? By the way, I don't know. I never really actually heard it. No idea. I just remember when no she idea. wrote in on that lion. I thought, holy shit, we won. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than winning the game itself. I like when the people come up, uh, you know, especially if you're in a casino environment during a Super Bowl, and you'll see some kid that looks like he's fifteen. And he's got a knapsack on his back, and he rolls up to the window, and you think he's asking where the men's room is, and it turns out he's got like two hundred fifty thousand in the, you know, in the knapsack, and he puts it all out there on the counter, and you know, bets one yes. side or the other. Yeah, two fifty on the Chiefs, and you're looking at this guy; he's barely like he doesn't even have zits yet, and uh, you're thinking, where does this guy <laughs> get two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash to put on the Chiefs? Uh, all right, uh, Gurgles, we're going to get the uh, trivia challenge going here in just a sec. And um, I, I hope you're ready for that, uh, people. If you're ready to go, 954-417-0070, Hylia Park, uh, the handicapping contest, as you said, was a huge success there with the most entrance ever. Everything they do there in Hylia Park is first class. And I'm hoping you're on board February 24th. Uh, maybe we'll get the polyman to come out for that. Uh, that'll be, uh, you know. That would be great. The parents, yeah. first one in years. By the polyman, uh, February 24th, boxing at Hylia Park. Uh, and you've been to boxing at Hylia Park. Oh, Man, did they run a good event, huh? Yeah, yeah. I brought some guys from uh, Gulfstream, as a matter of fact, that came as my guest, and they had a great time. We were right ringside, or no matter where you are there, and they yeah. put on a terrific show. To be that close in person, right by the right by the finish line, uh, oh, wow. That, it was a terrific venue. It's, is it February 24th? Yeah. yeah. February Frankie 24th. sent me a text on it. Said it's going to be the best card ever. So I'm sure they'll have a little press conference and there'll be more information on highlyapark.com. But 
that's something if you haven't been there for boxing, you're really missing something. A way to do it that the 24th, let's see on my calendar is a Friday. So yeah. why not go out around 12 noon, take the afternoon off, uh, bet Gulfstream, bet Aqueduct, bet the fairgrounds and then just stay for the boxing. Makes perfect sense. Nothing better. That, that's my favorite doubleheader. I, I used to love that. I go to track in the afternoon at Santa Anita and then roll down to the Olympic Auditorium at night, catch some world-class boxing. And, and this is going to be uh, just a really spectacular because uh, I know uh, Louis DeCubis and Leon Margulies uh, have a couple of hot, hot prospects uh, among the uh, Cuban fighters that uh, Louis has been working with for uh, over 50 years. And, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, Rigondeau is going to headline the card. And this is a guy that's uh, got world title uh, world titles in his uh, background on his resume and, and obviously is looking to uh, get back into that spot again. And uh, it looks like he, he's taken on a new level of dedication from the little clips they have on online there at hyaliapark.com of him working out. So I, I think it's going to be a spectacular show. I, I'm looking forward to being down there. I know Luby loves it. Luby had never been to live boxing before he we went down to Hialeah. And the outdoor setting, I mean, it's, a it's very so reminiscent of the old days at uh, Caesar's Palace before they built, uh, you know, all of these indoor arenas in Las Vegas. And they used to put the uh, tent over the tennis courts there and the fighters would come outside and you'd see the steam coming off their body, uh, you know, because it was a little cool outside. Uh, this should be beautiful. And, uh, you know, barring some unforeseen storm coming out of nowhere, uh, you know, and even with that, they handled it very well when it rained that one time. So, uh, you know, it's going to be going to be a dynamite uh, job. And, and I, I said this yesterday, uh, Dave, I mean, boxing is not, <laughs> necessarily the easiest thing to stage and yet they do such a, right. a seamless job of bringing the fighters in and out and uh, you know you're not sitting there for an hour between matches as uh, you do sometimes and, and they just do a marvelous job it's really fantastic february 24th get your tickets online uh boxing at hylia park our man john hernandez is going to be involved in the uh, promotion so uh, you know they're going to get a lot of steam out about this card and um yeah, really going to be a heck of a lot of fun so uh, get your tickets now hyliapark.com and um uh, I'm, I'm going to invite him. You think he'll come out, Polyman? Worth a shot. Why not? You know what would be great? If the Polyman was the ring announcer. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm not oh sure, that uh, would be great. <laughs> seem like. Yeah, I mean. Can you do uh, what, ring what? announcers? Can you do. Can you do ring announcers with subtitles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fighting out of the blue corner. This guy is something. He's no chump. No, no, it'd be great. <laughs> he, would, he would literally do that. Polly man be doing editorials <laughs> uh, you know, during the, the ring announcing. Yeah, never mind Thomas Triber there. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. All right. Now we're going to come back with the uh, trivia challenge, Hylia Park. Uh, I mean, uh, so happy to have them on board with us. And they stick with us through thick and thin. Uh, that, that's what we love about them. And, and, and we'll be there for them when we make it big with this thing, Gurgles. Because uh, that, that's around the corner. I know I keep telling you that, but uh, I assure you. It's a long corner. <laughs> Plans are in the works, my man. Plans are in the works. He's working. He's got to grind. All right, we're coming back with more. The Trivia Challenge, dial us up if you want to play. We have some players online. Uh, and, and we'd love to entertain some new blood yeah, here on the give program. Give us a call. So don't be afraid, us, right? Call us. It's fun. I see people on the chat line that we haven't heard from before. Yeah, and, get in uh, it's always great to, you know, get new people in the game. 954-417-0070. Dave Gurgles Gurgly, that's Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. Uh, seem a little confused today because I still haven't really convinced myself that I like Kansas City. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm trying so hard. Man. I'm eating more ribs. I mean, whatever I can do. I had a sloppy Jody on the day, just uh, in honor of Kansas City and barbecue. Uh, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. All those Eagles fans, though, can you imagine, Gurgles? 
It's kind of being like you, like the evil seed when you're up there at the bar. And, you uh, betcha. You know, you everybody betcha. else is rooting for the six, and you've got the two. Uh, it's uh, 7.52. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this, if you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled caring people there is truly only one place and that one place is catholic health services these days we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it thank goodness for landlubbers raw bar and grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible first of all they're not only open for delivery and pickup all you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery their hours have changed a little bit monday through thursday from 3 30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10, you're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Oh, solo volante will be coming late. Oh, solo volante, the Belmont's now a mile and an eight. The finish line is coming up quick. Luca Panici, just switch the stick. The only way to get your morning started is with Depot, joined by Luby, right here on The Depot Show. Right, in the uh, mortal words of the great uh, late uh, Mills Lane. Let's get it on. Uh, the uh, trivia challenge on tap here, brought to you by Hylia Park and the fine people there. Um, still never forget, uh, one of my favorite, well, it wasn't uh, necessarily uh, a positive, but uh, one of my most distinct Super Bowl memories, uh, Gurgles, and I don't know uh, you know, what you've taken away from various Super Bowls, uh, was uh, as uh, we were celebrating uh, the DeForest wedding to the Mustang, uh, we were, you know, very lucky to be in the good graces of uh, Leslie Visser and the Duke. <laughs> and the Duke had uh, actually rented out like a private room in the Palm in Las Vegas. Can you imagine what this said about? Wow. And had like steak and lobster being served to everybody. Uh, probably a dozen people that were there for the wedding party. Uh, you know, so and here we have like a private screening of the Super Bowl. Everybody else is, you know, subjected to what is. You know, a, a veritable uh, circus it was a big trying room. to uh, find a spot. Uh, <laughs> and they're, they're bringing us like 
bone-in ribeyes at like 120 a pop. And Maine lobsters, Luby's holding them up. Like, uh, what was that? Was that the Rosewood Grill? That, remember the sign that was on every bus stop of the guy in the tuxedo holding the two lobsters in Las Vegas? Forget uh, what the name of the uh, restaurant was. It doesn't exist anymore. It was like a little place on the strip, Obviously. but uh, everybody went there because you were so attracted. I don't know what it was about this guy in a tuxedo holding two big five-pound lobsters, but you would have thought you were at Doc's, uh, you know, uh, seafood house there in uh, Atlantic City, uh, just eating the five-pounder. So uh, Luby's got 10 bucks on the uh, Denver Broncos in this Man, game on the 50. advice of the professor. It was 50 all right. Oh, 50. Yeah. All right. The Duke had uh, taken down, yeah. I mean, un under just impossible circumstances. Uh, the Duke had taken down the Cambodian dealer. I know we got in a little jackpot with uh, one of our uh, listeners who happy. doesn't quite understand what I'm talking about here. I mean, th there, there's no aspersions uh, being cast towards Asian people. But it is a fact that when they bring in the Asian dealer, whatever... You know, uh, you know, whatever country that, you know, uh, that this person is from, uh, you know, all sort of wrapped under the umbrella of the Asian dealer. You know, it's death, right? Louis? They don't bring this person in food from Cambodia Look, so I, you can get your money, you know, uh, you know, and, and continue to win. There, there's I a reason tried to explain to Joanne. I, too, am not a gambler. So when you would make those references 12 years ago, I would go with yeah. you talking about. But the fact that every single person we talk to who has Blackjack? a gambling inclinations, yeah. say the same thing. They're not being racist or prejudiced. No. being honest. <laughs> it doesn't apply to some of the crazier games like Let It Ride or Three Card Poker, I don't think. But but the Blackjack, it, it's a definitive uh, you know, house advantage, is it not? To bring in uh, food from Cambodia, P-H-U. <laughs> don't you? I mean, uh, it's not the first thing that you look at when, when the uh, pit boss comes uh, over with a new dealer, <laughs> like holding hands. <laughs> And and she comes with a rake, not not even like uh, you know. I mean, she doesn't do one of these. She just has a rake, and going to take uh, all of your money anyway. So the Duke beats. I mean, getting lousy cards. I'm sitting with him, and I'm thinking, geez, I don't want to jinx this guy. He's been winning, and uh, he, he takes down about twelve, thirteen dimes. Jesus, getting terrible cards, right? I mean, he's getting like queen six, and she's showing a ten, and and somehow, I mean, he just had a remarkable run where he won in spite of uh, what seemed to be overwhelming negativity that was being thrust upon him by this Asian dealer. And uh, so I don't know what he bet. I think he bet like most of it back because we were convinced, uh, what was it, Carolina was going well, against Everyone him? loved Carolina. Like everyone With Cam loved Newton? Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loved him. Loved and there's Luby like slurping down a five-pound <laughs> lobster and a giant steak and bone in. You know, he's actually holding the bone. And then, uh, you know, Denver gets to jump on Carolina, and he's saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While the Duke is face down in the lobster bisque thinking, uh, wow, all of that work against Foo. Now, he took his losses very well. You know how dignified the Duke is. But, he uh, didn't say geez. anything the whole time. You were, no. being, you were egging him. But I, I kept looking over at Luby like, you little rat, man. I mean, just shut up. I'm glad you're winning your 50 stinking bucks. Here, I'll give you 50 to shut up. <laughs> You're, you're, you're the master of that, though, the subtle dig, you know, when the guy's, like, screaming, come on with that, too, come on with that, too. And uh, Gurgles will sit there going, watch out for the four. <laughs> and the four goes zooming by. You're brilliant at that, guy, Dave. No, I, I when I'm at the track, there's a guy that sits at the bar, and he'll be yelling, come on with that four, come on with that He's three to five. And I go, I'll give you the $3.20. You shut up and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, no, you're subtle. <laughs> Gurgles will literally throw like three singles at the guy as if he was Floyd Money Mayweather walking down the aisle of a strip club. Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, you ready, Dave? Uh, yeah. and, and this yeah. is a highly apart trivia challenge. Always a lot of fun to conduct here. Tomorrow we will have 
a full-blown, I mean, and uh, what I think will be the definitive uh, Super Bowl uh, preview show. With uh, Mark Lawrence uh, going to be with us, the Greek going to be with us, the professor. I, I don't know what his feeling is about the Super Bowl. He's not really a pro football guy so much, but uh, I'm sure he's he probably going to indulge in, in a little bit of this. And um, so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And the Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, yep. who usually, I mean, uh, based on food, you would have to give the edge to Philadelphia, no? I mean, uh, food that is uh, <laughs> yeah, well sort rounded. of, uh, what would yeah. it be, you know, representative of, of that city? Because yeah, is it really defined barbecue, Kansas City right? barbecue? I mean, is, I mean, has anybody ever had Kansas City barbecue? I mean, in Kansas City, who's been to Kansas City? Anybody? I'm there right now. You ever been there, Gergs? No, you travel a lot. No, no. no You've been to the no. Maldives, but never Kansas City. Oh, excellent. That's right. That's right. He's Peru. Like He's like me. All over the place. Yeah. Been to Thailand, but never Nebraska. Well, who the hell goes to Kansas City? Nobody, right? Not even George Brett wanted to be there. No. Unbelievable. All right, and uh, Luby, I mean, have you ever, you know, eaten authentic <coughs> Kansas City barbecue? I've had is Kansas City good? barbecue here. I mean, I don't know if that's Kansas City barbecue. It's the but nothing is authentic here, as Mayo will tell you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they say authentic New York Chinese. I mean, immediately you scratch that place off your list of places <laughs> you want to try. Because <laughs> if they have to tell you it's authentic, then they're you know <laughs> probably trying to convince <laughs> themselves that it ain't what you think it is, which is uh, you know uh, chicken chow mein from Chongqing. Uh, all right, let, let's do it, Dave Gergles Gergley. The, uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, and we mentioned a poly man. I, I believe, I, I, I think we might be able to talk him into coming to the fights. Frankie, save a seat for the poly man. It, it, it'd be like you were saving a seat in honor of Muhammad Ali coming, you know, back from the grave. And, and actually, I don't want to say that, but uh, coming back from a long hiatus. Let's put it that there Long uh, hiatus of public uh, appearances. Uh, and and uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. And, and in the tradition of the Polyman, uh, here, here's Dave Gergels Gergley to start out this week's edition of the Highly Park Trivia Challenge with some easy baseball. This rather rotund Detroit Tigers pitcher on his impact of the common man said, you know, all the fat guys watch me and they say to their wives, see that fat guy out there pitching? He's doing okay. Now, Mabel, bring me another beer. What's that? <laughs> Mickey Lolich, Mickey Stanley, Mickey Spillane, or John Coltrane? Yeah, another one of our favorite fat guys in sports, uh, Mickey Lolich. A Yankee killer, man, that guy was. All right, here's uh, Ron is up first here on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Good morning, Ron. How are you? <clears throat> Good morning, fellas. Let's go with A. Always right on the money there. One point. Uh, Gurgle, smart players here already assembled. All right, football, Ron, true or false? After the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2020, then-President Donald Trump, in his famous words, said, congrats to the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, from the great state of Kansas. <laughs> true or false? <clears throat> well, that, that's got to be true. That is true, yeah. That is true. That's that true. That's a great one, yeah. Yep. Huckabee Sanders did a good job of covering that up, though. I mean, uh, stating, you know, stating that, uh, that there is a Kansas City, Kansas, and, uh, you know, she naturally assumed the team was from there. All right, uh, two for two here, Ron, going for five. All right, Ron, let's go to the NBA. Kyrie Irving selected to the All-Star game and then traded. Who was the last player to make the All-Star game and get traded in the same season? All right. Detlef Shrimp, Carmelo Anthony, Sean Kemp, or Archie Clark? Oh, tough one. Let's go Archie Clark. Archie Clark. No. no. 2010, Carmelo Anthony was the guy. Oh, wow. wow. All-star in training. <clears throat> All right, very good. Ron going for seven points here to set the pace. 
All right, a lot of Super Bowl questions today. Here's one of them. In Super Bowl six, and the Dolphin fans remember it sadly, the Dallas won 24 to three over the Dolphins. Cowboys great Bob Lilly tackled Bob Greasy for then a record greatest sack for a loss in a Super Bowl history. How many yards were lost on that sack? Was it 17, 29, 31, or 33? Oh, God. Biggest sack in Super Bowl history. Oh, boy. Let's go 31. 31 yards. Very close. 29, as a matter of fact. Greasy sack for 29-yard loss. Nice try, Ron. Maybe uh, you meant that. You don't see Greasy uh, backing up like that. I mean, he wasn't the kind of guy that was going to be running around like Fran Tarkin back there. More of a straight drop back and throw it. Wow. Uh, 30, a 29-yard loss. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, which Shula had to be apoplectic after that, no? <laughs> Did he send it yeah. tomorrow immediately? Yeah. All right. All right, down no, something no. I want to play. Uh, Ron, uh, without a total worthy of being in the finals, it doesn't necessarily eliminate him from the game. Uh, you can dial us up if you want to challenge at 954-417-0070. 954 <clears throat> 417-0070. And if uh, you haven't played before, don't be afraid to, uh, I don't want to say pull the trigger because, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin got in a little jackpot over that uh, on the uh, movie set of his uh, film Rust there, which is that movie, if that's ever made, people go and watch it? I don't no. think so, right? No. I don't think that ever gets made. <laughs> I, I have no. to say, I, I watched, uh, and I, I was watching this movie, and the Mustang actually, uh, you know, as I was watching TV, came down and said, uh, well, well, what the hell are you watching there? And I was watching a movie on uh, Showtime, uh, uh, Out of the Old West, I think it was called, with Charles Bronson. And uh, Claudia Cardinelli uh, was uh, the babe in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. It, it was the worst Western I've ever That's seen. Great. Henry Fonda. <laughs> really? Greg loves it. That was the worst <laughs> acting, the worst movie. Uh, yeah, worst movie ever made. Greg yes. loves it. it was I like, like I, Jason Robards. Jason Robards. Yeah. The way that, yeah. Yes. I like oh, what a movie. piece of shit, Gurgles. I mean, you like the movie? <clears throat> yes, I did. I kept watching it because I, I was thinking, how much worse can it get? <laughs> and it just continued to be, like, ridiculously bad. I mean, I whoever conceived this movie had to be just, uh, you know, completely thrown out of any academies, you know, that uh, would have jurisdiction <laughs> over such things. And banned from even living in Hollywood. <laughs> What a wow. piece of shit. Wasn't it called, was it, was it Once Upon a Time in the West? Yes. I'm not sure. Something like that. <clears throat> that wow, was I can't believe that. Did you see the, that in that a theater? One of the greater like, Western you... movies. It's like a legendary <laughs> Western wow. movie. That's so funny. <laughs> I guess yeah, I was, was. a Western fan. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, to me, it was, uh, you know, it was like people telling you that you have to watch Citizen Kane, and then you watch it and you go, what the hell was that? You know? <laughs> Maybe I'm just, you know, you're I probably should have never buff. been a movie critic. Yeah, movie I have my favorites. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought that was the worst movie I've ever seen, Dave. I, I, you know, I, I'm amazed. I'm not amazed that you know of it. But, I uh, trust Gurgle's taste, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who thinks two for the monies? Uh, but but Gurgle's was making out during Schindler's List uh, with the girl that he was with. <laughs> oh, I mean, so, you know. That's a Seinfeld thing. Go through that. <laughs> So you're a TV – while you watch TVG, I'm watching uh, reruns in the match game with Gene Rayburn. So different well, strokes are, for different classics. folks. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, continue the game here, the Hylia Park <laughs> Trivia Challenge. Uh, we have uh, Ron bombed out, uh, but, you know, he's a solid player. And you don't know. You never know. I mean, by random choice. Uh, we have uh, kind of like in tennis where you have the lucky losers and the qualifying. 
where uh, a guy loses, but uh, he loses the final match of qualifying and then gets in because there are a lot of scratches and uh, gets into the field off the also eligible list, uh, as you would call it. All right, uh, here's Dave, our next set of questions. Highly Park Trivia Challenge. Here we go. NFL football. This Dallas Cowboys running back <clears throat> when, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> when asked if Coach Tom Landry ever smiled, said, geez, I don't know. I only played there for nine years. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Walt Garrison, Wilbur Harrison, Wilbur from Mr. Ed or Ed Cranepool? Uh, and uh, here's a random phone scrambler. I did see Tom Landry smile. Actually, uh, you know, was standing next to him when he broke into a smile and cracked a joke uh, when we were covering uh, an NFL alumni golf event down in uh, somewhere in uh, the islands. And I think Jamaica we were in. And uh, that there was all this uh, jerked stuff on the buffet, and he was standing behind us, uh, Landry. And he made some crack about, like, you know, the whole idea, the concept of jerking things. And we thought, Wow. <laughs> Who made that joke? You know, you're expecting it to be like Art Donovan. It was Tom Landry, and he had a big smile on his face. <laughs> That's great. Same hat, man, with like a pair of shorts and flip-flops. That's and he great. still wore a hat, even into the ocean. <laughs> it was amazing, this guy. He happened to roll by our room, and we had just, uh, I mean, uh, my move. buddy and I had been smoking a big Jamaican spleef that we had copped on the beach. And uh, we opened the door to the hotel room to get ready to go down to this buffet. And who's walking by the room as this uh, like cloud of smoke emerges? Oh, my God. But Tom Landry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at us speaking to jerks like we were a couple of jerk offs. Oh, All right, Mike, God. you're on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Good morning, Mike. Uh, good morning, eh? He's right on the money, man. You're right in there. One point. All right, Mike. True or false? Football. On media day, this year's Eagles coach, Nick Sariani, believe it or not, was asked by someone if this was a must-win game. <laughs> I'll go true. True. The yes. Yeah, that's it. They asked him. What stupid questions. I'm so happy yeah. we've never gone to one of those. Like We never even tried to go to one of those. Um, you know what? I, I wouldn't have minded attending one. I mean, uh, that, so... that's the ultimate circus. <laughs> she seems so insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who asked that? <laughs> <laughs> Stan, what was it? Stan Isaacs was the columnist in uh, Newsday. Uh, you know, and, and I didn't quite understand him when I was a kid uh, growing up. He was a little too sophisticated and, and uh, sort of existential in his writing. But I'll never forget this one headline on one of his columns on sport as circus. And I was insulted by that because I was such a diehard sports fan as a kid that uh, how could you consider the circus? And yet I mean, it, is. it is the circus, uh, you know, atmosphere that, that really makes a lot of these events great. I, I would love to go to a big clown show like that. See, I don't like know. Gurgles, go, you, but not take it seriously. Like I'm not like I'm not talking about like I go and we would just watch it like we watch the fucking yeah. press conferences with Beyonce and all the people like fawning over her. And it's right. like the funniest thing. Oh, Beyonce, you're so beautiful. I wouldn't go to take it yeah. seriously is what I mean. Like to actually go and try and get in there and ask questions. I think it's the most ridiculous. You know what? When we go to Vegas, Gurgles, put this on your social calendar. We're going to go next year for Radio Row. We want you to come. And we'll just follow you with a camera as you ask, you know, that that question at the press conference that brings it to a, you know, a long oh, yeah. dead silence after it's asked. I got the question right now. You know, we, my ho the co-host and I disagree. What do you think about Once Upon a Time in the West? That'd be my question. That the Lady Gaga. Tell me not that Bronson won an Oscar for that, man. He barely opened his mouth, man. Unbelievable. What was Claudia Cardinale doing in that movie? I mean, uh, she seemed like a, an odd person to cast in that role, right? Kind of a Miss Kitty role from Gunsmoke. All right, uh, two uh, going for five. Here's Dave. Right. 
All right, back to the Super Bowl, Mike. Who kicked the first ever field goal in Super Bowl history? Oh, jeez. Was that Booth Lustig, Jan Stenru, Carol Dale, or Mike Mercer? Uh, Mercer. No, yes. Nice. Good job. Well, there you go. Nice well job. done. <clears throat> Carol Dale was a kicker uh, for uh, the Packers. Did he actually? No, Mike Mercer was actually that day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Carol Dale was a receiver. Yeah. I was thinking, wait a minute. You know, because a lot of guys, I mean, Paul Harding, uh, you know, also, uh, didn't he kick field goals uh, with the Packers? Did did he punt also? I mean, what didn't this guy do? No. All right. uh, Five going for the sweep here with Mike. All right. NBA. Will LeBron James passing the great Kareem Abdul Jabbar as the all time scoring leader? What team did Kareem Abdul Jabbar play his last? regular season game against all right good one was it the kings the clippers the supersonics or the trailblazers sonics sonics incorrect no it was the portland trailblazers he played his last regular season game tough questions that probably uh, was something that popped up during the last uh, week or so as LeBron was chasing down right. that number. And uh, very gracious Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I thought. Not known as the most animated of souls, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, uh, you know, you would have to think that uh, the type that would not necessarily want to see any of his records broken, uh, especially one that looked like it was impossible. And, uh, you know, the way he did that, where he almost like simulated the sky hook. And gave LeBron a ball. That, that was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that immensely. All right. Uh, a happy birthday to Jim Sarney, this Bengali of the show. Uh, he now wants us to track down the F, uh, no, what would it be? Uh, Nova Southeastern soccer coach to have as a guest on a program uh, who is like 22 and 0. Shut up. Did he really? Did he really? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I have the text right here. I, I wish him a. Sorry. Wished him a happy birthday. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's telling me uh, to have the uh, soccer coach on the show. <laughs> trying to get his name in. Oh, here it is. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Sharks were 31-1 and last year, and they're like 22-0 and this year. Jim Crutchfield. Maybe he's worth having on. 51-1? and Are you kidding me? Only Carlos Zerati. Wow. That's great. All right. Uh, Dallas, if you want to play, uh, Gurgles, uh, tell us about Perdomo Cigars. And uh, the phone number is 954-417-0070. That's not for Perdomo. But if you want to order some, no. I'm sure Luby can steer you to the right place because uh, we've talked about these guys enough for people to finally. I mean, if they haven't realized by now, Gurgles, how great Perdomo Cigars are, uh, we can only help embellish some more. That, that same idea that this is the cigar to smoke. Yeah, you got two days to get there in person. Today and tomorrow, open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 5150 Northwest 167th Street on the Palmetto on the south side, just a little bit east of the Home Depot. And why go there? Well, why not? If you're going to host a Super Bowl party, why not buy a box of cigars from Pernomo so everyone can enjoy it? So just like I did at the Maldives, you don't have to go uh, across the world to enjoy a Pernomo cigar, although I certainly did enjoy that one. You can get them right here in the Miami Lakes area. At Perdomo Cigars at 5150 Northwest 167th Street. Go in there. Uh, Lauren, who is uh, Nick Jr.'s wife, uh, got about seven weeks, and she's expecting a a bouncing uh, baby coming up. And you don't need a cigar for the baby, but you can enjoy a cigar when the Eagles beat the heck out of the Chiefs this weekend. So, for whatever reason, 
Go get a Perdomo cigar, 305-627-6700 if you want to call them. And let's say you miss Thursday and Friday, you want to get one Saturday or Sunday, go to any tobacconist anywhere they're located and ask for a Perdomo cigar. And if you're not sure, go online, www.perdomocigar.com to find the one near you. So when the last play of the game is an incomplete Hail Mary pass by Patrick Mahomes, put something great in your mouth with a cigar from Perdomo Cigars. All right, so you would not be inclined to uh, take 13 to 1 on the Chiefs minus 23 and a half in this game. Chiefs in a blow. No, no, I would not. And you no, would not would be not. inclined to 10 to 1 to take Mahomes five or more touchdown passes. I would not, no. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, I don't know what to do with this. I, I, I think I'm going to make the most absurd bets I can, combine them all in a 10, 10 part parlay, and, and hope to cash and turn 20 into about. <laughs> 35,000. God bless you. Right? you got to take some chances <laughs> in life. I'm going to lose the 20 anyway in, in, in all likelihood, so why not at least take a shot that it might be worth some money? All right, uh, coming back with more of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Good people at Hylia Park, February 24th, my friends. That's the day you want circled on your social calendar. It's a Friday night. Wow, is that going to be great? Uh, Friday night fights. Uh, we're going to try and see. Uh, can you text uh, Frankie and see if he's uh, amenable to the polyman being the ring announcer? <laughs> This guy named Bob Hamilton uh, I've worked with many, many times. Uh, he's usually doing the fights in Florida. Seems to have, uh, you know, an in on all Florida fights. And I, I know they've had that guy Thomas Triber uh, out there a few times. Well, why not the polyman, huh? Uh, these two guys weighed in right around uh, like 120 pounds, give or take a pound. <laughs> the one guy's undefeated, or so he claims. I don't know. Uh, I think I saw him lose a fight in Mexico City many years ago. Oh, that'd be so awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be so great. <laughs> and he probably can, you know, sprinkle in enough, uh, you know, Spanglish to be effective there, you know, with, with the, the Cuban fan. Wow. That'd be great. He is a great master of ceremonies. I would think bringing out all men in a tux. <clears throat> Anybody more appropriate? All right. Uh, coming back with more in a moment. Now that. Frankie, what do you think, man? Frank for you. If anybody could pull it off, it'd be Frank, right? Imagine with the TV cameras and everything. It's um, 818. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Don't gamble in anger. 
She hit. <laughs> she hit Very the daily. Very calm. Think it through. Don't if you need a little help, anger. don't gamble in anger. It's I get a worse. I get a panic phone call, and he says, "Do you have any extra cash?" I go, "Yeah, I brought money with me to Atlantic City." He goes, "Well, I can't get any more out of the card because the I Mustang went up, wild man. and emptied the daily allotment of cash." Double nickels, man. She went for a nickel on her card and a nickel on mine. <laughs> the best way to kick off your day is with Defo plus Luby. We now return to the Defo Show. Tony's hysterical uh, when in a casino environment. Uh, when about uh, 11.50, you see the lines are about 20 deep at all ATM machines. Because people are waiting for uh, the clock to hit midnight. And uh, their bank releases, uh, you know, a whole new allotment of capital, right? And, and usually what? Well, what's the first thing you do? You, you go to some video poker machine and blow like a buck 20. Exactly. After you just waited like 12 hours. To replenish your uh, supply of cash. So now you're down to 380 for the day. You hope to take that to the track and turn it into a couple of dimes. Uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgly conducting the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. We have Mike with five points. He's setting the pace. We'll play a couple of more people. Uh, if you're new blood, especially, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 954-417-0070. 954-417-0070. A lot of people uh, get a little tepid about taking on the heavyweights, yes. too. You know, uh, the uh, Rons and the Mikes and the Lenny, the Chronics of the uh, universe. Uh, Gurgles, uh, let's get right back into it. Now, we will conduct the finals in this segment here, and you win a Landlubber's gift certificate <coughs> where, Luby, I believe, uh, again, you will be tonight with the tonight, professor. Tonight, the Ken Man, and will be a, a big game spectacular at Landlubber's tonight. With Ken loves, much like Gurgles, the themes and whatever's going on in the world. He usually tries to attach yes. his trivia <clears throat> in some form to that. So all you... Uh, football fans or not football fans, come check it out. Six thirty tonight at Landlubbers, Sunrise Boulevard, and Pine Island in Plantation slash Sunrise, Florida. A live appearance by uh, Mike Luby Lubitz too. Uh, well worth checking out. <laughs> and uh, you know it's great. He, he's one of the few guys that does trivia. Now, are you the only guy that has a tip jar uh, in front of the table there as you ask the questions? Do other trivia hosts have a tip jar? <laughs> maybe, but I don't. As if they were DJing or maybe uh, some local band. No, it's right. actually a good idea. <laughs> what, what, what principle do you follow there? I mean, do you put a couple of fives in there before even the people show up? I have to. Just uh, you know, suggest that hey, listen, you cheapskate, no ones, first of all, <laughs> and don't be afraid to reach for a twenty. You're like sitting here all night listening to the band uh, blow its brains out there, and you know you can't fork over a couple of bucks. Come on, gas money for these guys. All right, nine five four four one seven zero zero seven zero. On the phone lines, here's Dave, our next set of questions. All right, a lot of people have requested this sport, skiing. This humorist... <laughs> Jim Sarney, on all comparing over snow, Yeah. <laughs> this humorist on comparing snow sports once said, you know, skiers view snowboarders as a real menace, while snowboarders view skiers as Elmer Fudd. <laughs> What's that? The great Dave Barry, Gene Barry, Gene Rayburn, or Sam Rayburn? I'm guessing I know this one. All right, here's a random phone scrambler. And lo and behold, one of the all-time, I might be the all-time champion. I mean, never mind Kareem. This guy passed uh, Bernie Kaltman uh, years and years ago. Uh, uh, Lenny the Chronic, the all-time champion here on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. How are you, Lenny? You all right? Hey, guys. How's everybody? We're doing great. Morning, Lenny. Doing great. So, We're going to give you a point there for an A and right. uh, move on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, golf, Lenny. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's a possibility. I haven't ruled it out. All right, nice. golf. All right. That's a no. Per right? Rick Riley, <laughs> per Rick Riley, <clears throat> who wrote a book about Donald Trump as a cheater on the golf course, he said Trump's nickname on the course is Pele. 
because of his tendency to kick his ball to get a better lie. <laughs> true or false? I'd say true. I would say true. Yeah, we had him on the yeah. talk about that. It is true. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Riley on our show uh, when he wrote that book, and uh, it was hysterical because, you know, we have plenty of golf material ourselves. And, uh, oh. you know, and not exactly the biggest fans of uh, 45 there, uh, who, who might be going about 450 now. I mean, uh, it, it, should you just put a zero on there? <laughs> oh, and, and uh, Gurgles, what do you think? I, the one prop bet that I have, I, I know I'm going to nail, is uh, who weighs more, Nick Sirianni or Andy Reid? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to lay like a giant price, uh, you know, if uh, you want to go with Reed. I think it was Seriani plus 62. So <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd have to give him a few pounds. Yeah, now that would be a good <laughs> that, one. Yeah, that's it. You tacked on a point spread or a pound spread. Uh, okay, uh, very good. Uh, you're two for two, uh, Chronic, and going for five. Yeah, and he, he's been, you know, on the precipice of many a sweep of late, the uh, Chronic Lenny. All right, Lenny, oh. we know you're a big football fan, so we want to know. Who was the first singer to perform at a Super Bowl halftime show? Good, good one. Wow, was that good one. Carol Carol Channing, Tony Orlando and Dawn, Bruce Springsteen, or Barry Manilow? Hello, Dolly. Carol Channing had those like, lips. I always like Tony Orlando and Dawn, so let's go with them. Tony Yellow Ribbon. Yeah. Default had oh, Carol Channing yeah, was the first Channing, one. 1970 Carol was the first Channing, one. Yeah. Wow. Her lips yes. were like weird, man. My dad was a big fan of her. So I really uh, enjoyed Yeah. Carol Channing. Hello, Dolly. All right. Uh, going for seven, Lenny. This will put you on top. All right, Lenny. This is in line with the Super Bowl, but a little bit different. Golf. This week is also the famous Waste Management Open at Phoenix, uh, not too far from the Super Bowl itself. Yeah. We want to know who scored the the, the first ever Hole in one on a par four, the seventeenth wow. hole at the Phoenix Open in two thousand one. It was the first ace ever on a par four in PGA Tour history. Was that Jared Lyle, Mark Kalkovecchia, Andrew McGee, or Matt Kuchar? Very tough. Let's go with Andrew McGee. McGee. Oh, yes. Geez. All right. right. Give nice a golf job. question and he gets it. Way to go, Lenny. That, that is go. a crazy scene. I mean, as golf goes, I always like sometimes when uh, a, a sport like that gets out of character where the crowd gets involved, like in tennis and golf, where they're normally very quiet. It, it's it's to yeah. the point of absurdity there, though, is it not? Well, I, I've been there, and I, I, I probably told this story on the show in the past. I was there uh, oh, yeah? at the 16th hole, and there was uh, Anthony Rizzo, the kid from Parkland, then, then a Cub. Yeah. And he threw baseballs to the crowd. The guy in front of me caught one and wrapped around the baseball was a $10 bill. And he'd signed the ball, have a beer on me, Anthony Rizzo. Huh. And I thought that was terrific. Yeah. Very, very nice. All right. Uh, we probably have time seen. for uh, one more. I know you have things to do here, Dave Gurgles Gurgley, but we'll try and play uh, no at problem. least one more. Make a nice uh, round <clears throat> even number here on the show. Uh, 954-417-0070. 954-417-0070. Let's get into, uh, uh, well, some Perdomo cigars here, uh, Mike Louis. Yeah, yeah. This, Mike's you got, this, you got oh, the Super Bowl coming up, folks. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe you're, I, maybe you're going to a party. What a great gift to bring a box of Perdomo cigars to a Super Bowl party where somebody else is supplying all the drink and food. 954 is the number in in in, day, in Broward, but in, in Bay County, it's 305-627-6700. Oh, 
That's 305-627-6700. PerdomaCigars.com, 5150, 163rd Street, the place to go. They're open today, 9 to 5. You can get them today or tomorrow, Saturday or Sunday. Go to any tobacconist that's open and get a box of Perdomo cigars. And when you go to the Super Bowl at somebody's house, say, here's my gift to you, a box of Perdomo cigars. So when the Eagles win, 32-27, put something great in your mouth with a cigar from Perdomo cigars. Fergals, Eagles, and over. Eagles, and over. Could, could this not fake everybody out and be like a 13 to 10 game? Is that possible? Sure. sure. I, think, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, maybe everybody's expecting uh, fireworks in this game. I, I guess, you know, because of the way the two quarterbacks played this year, uh, you know, you would have to say, you know, there's a good chance at least one of these offenses uh, lights it up in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I mean, are, are we, I'm thinking, how can we be so completely dead wrong? I mean, and I don't want to embrace that. So like uh, under, I mean, everybody has the over right, in this thing. 50 and a hook has been holding steady. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right uh, we'll uh, play one more and then we'll go to the finals. If that's okay with you, Kirk. Okay. So, so uh, just go ahead and it fire is, away. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. Hockey. This hockey announcer on his playing career said, I used to pray the Lord every night to make me a hockey player. Of course, I forgot to mention the NHL, so I spent 16 years in the minors. <laughs> What's that? The, the great Don Cherry, Chet Lemon, Mike Apple, or Rusty Staub, Le Grand Orange? Could only be one man. And uh, look at the scrambler. It's going to pick up our good friend now, a very healthy uh, and happy Andy. Andy. And uh, he had to tear himself away from betting uh, the uh, Swedish harness horses where the uh, driver is actually – Riding like a jockey, and they're still trotters. That, that is funny stuff. Andy, you're on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Hello. Yeah, we got the underwater connection here. We got a really bad connection. But um, I'll go with eight. You know what's funny about that? This is oh, the best you've ever sounded sounds on good. I was going to say yeah. you sound great. Yeah, he sounds good. Because yeah. you've been calling from incubators and while in an MRI uh, you know, uh, chamber. You know, a lot of different things uh, under the circumstances you've had to operate under. Right? You have one point, Andy, going for two. Football, true or false, right up your alley, Andy. Rams rookie running back, Ronnie Brooks, while in Vegas to celebrate his mother's birthday, won over $500,000 with a royal flush while playing three-card poker, almost as much as his first-year take-home pay. Wow. True or false? I'll go with true. I'll go with false. It is true? Wow. Royal flush. Yeah, good for him. No one ever gets that, right? No. Imagine no. you have four cards to the Royal Flush and, and they turn over the card. That's insane, right? Uh, what do you have? I guess you have three cards in your hand, right? right? Three card poker. And then uh, the dealer yep, has to three have three card the poker. Deal. Yep. That's Those it. jackpots are good. Yeah. I, I, I had some dreams wow. about winning that, but unfortunately, the, none of them have actually come to fruition. Uh, all right. Uh, two for two. Going for five here, Andy. All right. So let's give you a question. Another Super Bowl. I had over two sacks in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Over two sacks. <laughs> I don't think they allow sacks. <laughs> I guess you could have All a right. sack, right? I, mean, I don't think they let them. <laughs> Three-point question. Your Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl question hey, for you, Andy. What solo singer first performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl? Solo, solo not group. Singer. Tony Bennett, Charlie Pride. Diana Ross or Dion Warwick? I'll go with Dion Warwick. I'm going to go uh, Diana Ross. 
Uh, uh, you have to go back to 1974. Charlie Pride was a singer. Wow. And that's unfortunately triggered the idea that it's good to have a country singer doing the anthem, which has also, uh, you know, uh, ignited a sea of unders on the anthem, length of the anthem. Uh, the trends are, are bad on, on the over. And I, I always like to go over because I figure the guy's going to want to steal the spotlight. Yep. No? I mean, wouldn't you want to linger out there for an extra couple of seconds, sell a few CDs while you're at it? Uh, or at least post a up a, a post office box where people could send money like you were Joel Osteen. <laughs> but uh, no, they, they, in and out, the nerves get to them. They get off the stage. Uh, all right. Um, going for seven here, Andy. Yeah, and it should put you uh, right in the finals against the chronic. Yes. All right. Here's your uh, five point question. In Super Bowl 36, New England's 2017 upset win over St. Louis, Tom Brady threw an eight yard touchdown pass to David Patton. Besides being Brady's first Super Bowl touchdown pass, what else? No, no, we can't use that one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Scratch that one because the answer I already gave you there. I had right, the we'll answer. Go, we'll, go, yeah. we'll go back. Yeah, we'll go back to hockey, Andy, which you know. On March 12, 1966, Bobby Hull became the first NHL player to score more than 50 goals in a season, surpassing Maurice Richard and Boom Boom Jeffreyon and his own mark of 50 goals. His 51st goal. Came versus the New York Rangers. Who was the goalie that day? Wow. Was what year was that? Eddie Jackman. Eddie... <laughs> Eddie Jackman. In 1966. Okay. What's that? He said Eddie Jackman. Eddie Jackman. 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 That, yeah. That, yeah. That was one of the choices, but that was wrong. Oh, it was man. none other than Cesar Maniago. Cesar Maniago. Thanks wow. for playing, Andy, man. Big cat, man, uh, Cesar Maniago. I uh, ended up going to the yep. Minnesota North Stars, uh, and I think yes, he did. Draft and uh, yes. so yeah. he distinguished himself a little bit, even though we thought he was a geek uh, as a uh, backup goalie there. Who did he back up? The Gump, Cesar Maniago, uh, or, in, in uh, Minnesota. or Jackman? Yeah. In Minnesota, he backed up the Gump, and then he became Gump. the general manager of Minnesota. Yeah. Wow, Cesar Maniago. You sure he didn't become a harness driver? No, that was uh, Gilles no. Villeneuve. Chico Resch, didn't he? Chico oh, yeah, Resch, that's right. Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, Gilles, became, no, Gilles Villeneuve, that's right. He became a harness driver at like uh, Buffalo Raceway or something, some obscure yep. harness driver. Him and, Jay, him and Jay Silverheels, Tonto. Hi-o, uh, Tonto, man. I mean, uh, imagine that. That's what they were screaming and, as they came down the stretch. Come on, Tonto! I, I mean, and the Count of Montefusco, right? John Montefusco became yeah, also driver. became a harness that's driver. Another one. Uh, you know what? That's maybe not a bad direction to consider here. Uh, can I get into the game at 71? I think Carmine Abatello was still yes. driving. Oh, yeah. Some of the Fontaines were still driving at 71. Uh, the Insco, uh, uh, was uh, Del Insco, was he still around? 71? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, that, Char- that seems to be the direction of going. Become a harness driver after your career Charles Popfinger. I think Charles Popfinger was 71. Charlie Popfinger. There were like 100 Popfingers. Well, William Popfinger, Frank Popfinger. Every time you looked at, uh, you know, the uh, driver's standings, there they were at the bottom, all of the pop fingers. Uh, all right, now we have the finals ready here to go, and uh, we are going to contest it with the Chronic and Mike. Uh, Mike had five, Chronic had seven, so he comes into the clubhouse as the leader. Doesn't guarantee him a win and a landlubber's gift certificate. Gergis is going to fire for question, guys. Call out your name if you want to answer. Nobody answers right away. We'll offer multiple choice. The first person to call out his name gets first choice. We go back and forth until we have a winner. Good luck, people. Here we go with Dave. All right, guys. Uh... Hockey. Mike Madonna was the first player to play 1,000 games as a member of the Dallas Stars. Who was the second okay. player to accomplish this feat? Wow, no idea. Was that? Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave, 
Dave Anderchuk, Guy Antoine, Jamie Ben, or Mitchell Morell? Anybody? Uh, Lenny? That was Lenny the Chronic. Lenny said Anderchuk. 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 Wrong. Incorrect. Three left for Mike. Was that Guy Antoine, Jamie Ben, or Mitchell Morell? Antoine. Antoine. No. Tex Antoine, I think, uh, was more likely to have had that thousand yeah. distinction. The old, uh, was man. that Jamie Ben or Mitchell Morell? Chronic, which one? Ben. 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 Correct. The Chronic. A winner. Just did it this week. Just did it this week. Jamie Ben. Congrats, right. Chronic. Yeah. And Mitchell Morell rides at the like. Mitchell Morell rides at the fairgrounds, so he wouldn't be Is that, that one. Is that gift certificate not redeemable on the day that it was won? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you could just bring it tonight there. The Chronic. Any day won. that ends in a Y, it's no good. <laughs> exactly. Gurgles, good luck with your Eagles, man. Uh, where are you going to be taking in the game? You say you're going to be taking it in by yourself. With I'll be Bidomo? on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a junior tournament this weekend. I got a group coming in from Boston, so I'll be out here working a little bit. Then I'll go home and just relax and watch my Eagles, and just relax on the couch. Hardest working man in show business. Will we see you uh, tomorrow at Gulfstream Park by any chance? Uh, I'm not sure. I've got a uh, I've got a uh, a meeting at one thirty to is it one thirty tomorrow? One okay. o'clock tomorrow with a, a possible corporate outing. I had a meeting today with the Alperds. Alper JCC about a possible tournament. So nice. uh, things are rolling here, and we're very busy. Next week, all of our groups start coming in from all over the country. So we're quite busy here. I might sneak out for a couple tomorrow. But in the meantime, have a great time in uh, Atlantic City. And uh, might catch you tonight, Mike. I, I like the food at Landlubbers. Come out. Actually better than the better than the trivia contest. But that's okay. <laughs> they're both. They're both. The trivia contest is extremely <laughs> challenging from what we hear. Right? Really yeah. challenging, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> As uh, you know, even the chronics are filing complaints against the you know the, the level of questioning by the professor and Mike. Well, I, I am the, I am the William H Macy of your Thursday night trivia contest, the cooler. So <laughs> yeah. you send me to, you send me to yeah, send me to the chronics table, and they go down the down the tubes, which I kind of like. Foo P H U from yes. Cambodia, <laughs> right? And what is the first question you ask her? So how are things in Cambodia? And she just looks at you with an icy <laughs> stare. As if you're an asshole, and then you realize uh, I'm in trouble. How did Duke manage to uh, win money uh, against this uh, cooler they brought in? With, with, I mean, really, Gurgles, uh, you know, you've been in this situation, I'm sure, where, where you're just being yes. dealt like lousy cards. I mean, cards that uh, the decision, and, the only decision you can make is probably a bad one. And, and he yep. masterfully and Andy, worked his way Andy, through it. Andy was right, even on the video games with Blackjack. When yeah. they, they have a beautiful blonde there on the yes. display, you sit down, put in a hundred, and they switch to the Asian girl you, <laughs> right away. Yeah, yes. and then the machine because you might have touched something accidentally, you know, because it's like very sensitive uh, in certain casinos, automatically registers that hundred dollars as your first bet, and now you're locked in. You can't <laughs> take it back. <laughs> and there it is. All right, man. gentlemen. All right, Queen we'll three. Yeah. Time to go. All right, very good. Dave Gurgles Gurgles, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Don't forget about the boxing in Hylia Park. That comes up February 24th. And going to be a lot of fun. Get your tickets at HyliaPark.com. It's always a good time there. And, uh, of course, tomorrow night they're up until 5 a.m. on the weekends. Tonight till 3 a.m. Always good entertainment. And uh, people are winning. It, it's just a beautiful thing. The great people at Hylia Park. All right, we're coming back with more. Uh, we'll take you uh, up to about, uh, what, 8.55 today. And, uh, you know, get into a few more things here. I, I don't know that we can provide you with any great insight into the Super Bowl. Uh, Luby uh, is somewhat uh, shell-shocked by the Durant to Phoenix trade. 
Uh, he also has already made an inquiry to get in uh, touch with this guy, this Pele guy that's coaching at uh, Nova <laughs> Southeastern. The only controversy to come uh, from uh, the Super Bowl so far uh, this week was Michael Irvin. What did he say to this woman, Irvin? Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. Good for you. Yeah, I don't know. What, Irvin said something to a woman. All right. So the incident, uh, the description was uh, seems sort of innocuous, right? Like uh, at least Irvin's version of it was that uh, he, he spoke briefly for like 45 seconds to some woman in a, uh, a Phoenix hotel, Arizona hotel. Uh, and he had already been, I mean, he was very prominent on NFL Network in their coverage of the media day or media night because he was actually going directly one-on-one with the quarterbacks, even though, and both of them, he had like a sort of a one-on-one, I guess, you know, they said, hey, Michael, you can stand up here because you're on our own network and I ask like four or five questions or whatever. So I saw him on that and he was supposed to be all over the place uh, this week, but uh, he, he's been scratched by the, uh, is it uh, the Fox people from any uh, Super Bowl coverage? No, he does, and, he does stuff with ESPN. NFL Network. On, oh, and ESPN, yeah. Stephen A. Yellfest. And then he does Scratch. NFL Network. And they, they said he was involved in a lot of stuff and he'd been pulled. Some woman complained about aggressive activities. And he well, said, What did he say to her, though? He said he like talked to her for 45 he seconds, shook her hand, and, and went and moved on. Physically was a handshake, but they're taking her word for it. Which I guess they should, and now... I mean, was uh, his other hand, where was that? If he was shaking her hand, and and I got into this level of, uh, you know, that's kind of embarrassing, right? You're Michael Irvin, for God's sake. Big-time NFL personality. And, uh, you know, I mean, a guy that's known, uh, you know, for... I mean, his past is what what naturally, uh, you know, would have, uh, you know, driven and inspired a few, you know, character issue type of things. But, uh, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, he's Mr. Virtue, is he not? Michael Irvin, I mean, he hasn't been in any jackpots of late. It's not like he was, uh, you know, in the uh, Dallas Cowboys cocaine house there with uh, a room full of, uh, you know, hookers. I mean, this, uh, you know, I mean, how much trouble can you get into with a woman in 45 seconds? But it was in a lobby. In a hotel lobby. It was in a lobby and people were watching. I... Look, I'm, I'm not. Look, we should believe women, and I understand for hundreds of thousands of years, women yeah. were not listened to, and you should. And the percentages show women don't lie about these things. But it was in public. Like even if he said something, like who give? I, I'm gonna I don't know. Trouble, I don't right? know. That was a weird one. I mean, it, it didn't seem like there was enough there to uh, you know merit this uh, kind of consideration, unless uh, what he said was so egregious. Uh, you know, and, and yet uh, I, I don't know of any charges being filed or, uh, you know, I don't know if there's even been a civil complaint uh, made by this woman yet. I don't know. Uh, yeah. They don't say and who she is. They don't say what he supposedly said. They, my God, he, Michael. They only get his side, and obviously there's two sides, and then there's the truth. Yeah. And But you, he's been on the, like, he had a lot of issues over years and kept getting dropped and then brought and dropped. It's yeah. been a, a while now where he's brought himself back and he's had no issues. I don't know. I, I love when he's in a screamathon with Stephen A. Uh, those two, ne- next to the mad dog, uh, Chris Russo, I mean, because uh, he screams at a very high pitched level. Yeah, that's just every type. And unfortunately, I'm able to fall asleep to this and actually puts me to sleep. <laughs> it has a direct opposite effect of whatever you would think these ESPN producers are embracing so boldly is to have like not just one guy, but, but, or two guys, but three guys sometimes just all screaming at the same time at the top of their lungs about some Super Bowl issue. They are going to be able to run the ball. I mean, I don't know. How excited can you, can you possibly get about that? Is that stimulating people to be more excited about the game? What, what is the theory behind having just people on TV screaming at each other? Real housewives type of stuff, right? 
I that enjoyed works. it. I, early on, I watched it because it wasn't about screaming. It was just about conversation with an argumentative attitude. Yeah. It's now screaming, and it's now so much that and it's been so long now. It's been like 20 years of this crap that I don't. I can't watch any of it. Like I just I can't. I don't get it. Ir- is right there toe-to-toe with Stephen A. in the screaming category. Oh, he goes right after But him. when he wants to be. Yeah, so uh, he's out, right? I don't know if he's going to be on these ESPN shows. He, he was scheduled to do a lot of stuff. No, he's off on that every, first day. both. Both took him off, both networks. So if this had been uh, next year, right, and, and we plan on being out there next year um, in Las Vegas, because who, who's going to pass up a chance to, uh, you know, attend a Super Bowl in Las Vegas? Uh, I don't know if we'll actually go to the game. Yeah, I, I might even uh, consider it if we can possibly wrangle some. Uh, what, what chance do we have of wrangling credentials for the game? That would be 0.0, Mr. DeForest. <laughs> what do you think? You're Dan Patrick here? Just run some independent thing, and you're going to come into our Super Bowl game with a couple of credentials with Luby and then ask for the boxed lunch, even if you're in the auxiliary press box somewhere. But it'd be cool to uh, see what the scene was like uh, in, in Las Vegas. So if it was next year with Michael Irvin and he had this uh, incident, uh, they can actually use the line on him. You, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that, Michael. Only we'd have to, uh, you know, substitute obviously the uh, name of the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and no, I, I, I don't know what he could have said. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, look, he said it was after drinks. He said it was a friendly conversation. He said the most physical. He, he would have to have attacked her in like that, you know, um, laid around on the couch there. I mean, well, I, I would and think. Then, but then he goes on to say, I don't remember. You know, I don't remember anything. Oh, okay. Well, so that's uh, weird. Like to usually say not a good sign. And yeah. then say <laughs> that, and he had just come from drinks, and he's Michael Irvin, and he's very gregarious, and he's. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I, 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 no one's come to dispute her like her side. Like no one's talking yeah. about. No, it was really twenty minutes. And like so, that's my thing. Is I, look, you can make a pass in forty-five seconds. Forty-five seconds is plenty of time. We do. Uh, you could say something insulting to anybody, like in two seconds. Uh, you know. So uh, look at that guy that came up to Mayo and told him, uh, you know, you want to start exercising. Yeah. <laughs> Like, out of nowhere, you really had to suggest that to me? I mean, uh, okay, so I put on a few. I mean, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, it's weird. Right? All right, we're coming back with more. Uh, we'll come back and uh, wrap this thing up. A lot of fun with uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgly and the uh, pre-Super Bowl. Although he had a lot of hockey in there, didn't he? Yeah, he throws in hockey. He didn't do much. Very hockey-intensive yeah. on uh, a, a Super Bowl, uh, you know, a prelude show. Uh, we will have our Degenerate Friday show tomorrow with uh, yes. all of our handicappers on. Uh, the Greek, who, uh, where's the Greek stand on this thing? Do we know? Yeah, no, I haven't gotten his take at all. No, I haven't gotten his take at all. I think he's a big Chiefs and Mahomes fan. I, I believe he is, although that, that wouldn't preclude him from problem, yeah. picking Philadelphia in this game. Because uh, I, I, the more suspect team seems to be Kansas City, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. the way they performed this year. Um, you know, the, the one thing that keeps, uh, you know, kind of getting triggered in my mind about uh, trying to make a case for Kansas City is, uh, you know, has has Philadelphia seen anything like them? During the course of the season. I mean, there's no one like them. Mahomes is an animal unto himself. Like, no one's like Mahomes. Right. And 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 my one, you know, case for, for Kansas City would be they get the jump on Philadelphia. Yeah. They, they come out sharp. They do have, uh, you know, the uh, recent Super Bowl experience. Uh, you know, and Jalen Hurts had that very poor championship game. Not that he's going to resort back to that because he, he certainly has accomplished enough to make you believe that uh, he has passed having a terrible game where he gets yanked for Tua. Uh, by Nick Saban, yep. you know, uh, and you would think that Nick Saban would be fairly conservative in that spot, but he wasn't. I mean, he just said, this guy's not going to do it. And boom, like at a critical moment in the game, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it was like halftime or something. Right. Just boom. He's out of there, like in the middle of uh, 
a drive for the game-winning score. And, uh, you know, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this will be his first Super Bowl. He didn't look sharp in that game uh, last week against San Francisco. I mean, he had every opportunity to just light it up. And I know they kept him sort of under wraps, which makes you believe, uh, like Gurgle suggested, that uh, perhaps the shoulder, in the case of Jalen Hurts, is maybe more of an impediment to him having a great ball game than the ankle is for Patrick Mahomes. There you have it. There's your sports talk for the day. Yay. (laughs) There it is. Wow, Defoe, that was a clever deduction. That was amazing. <laughs> what else? I mean, by Thursday, you're stuck. stuck. You're, you're just babbling, right? Uh, if we were on our radio road thing. But we don't hey, do, so what do you think? We never did that kind of conventional stuff. We don't do stuff. that, though. Like, you'll get yeah. the take because we would love to, like, track how many people went one side or the other side. See, we could go, like, 0-31, <laughs> you know, with people picking the game. But, like, we don't talk about the game. Like, I don't need everyone. I don't need the... What can you say? Freaking what, what the, the defensive end from the Bucks take on this. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. Well, about, here are the matchups here uh, when you see so-and-so going against such-and-such. Jack Youngblood, like, who hasn't probably watched. Like, I don't need Jack Youngblood's take on freaking the Chiefs. Like, yeah. it, it gets old. You put two guys on Brown. You put a spy on Jalen Hurts. That's yeah. three uh, defenders. Okay, so now uh, you have eight guys to uh, defend the other nine uh, offensive guys. Five of those guys are offensive linemen, so they don't count for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there it is. I've got the defense design. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Jim Call Johnson. me D'Amico Ryans. <laughs> Jim Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Bill Arnsparger. Bill <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, my buddy Ryan. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, right Obviously, you have to make sure that, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts doesn't take off on one of these 40-yard runs uh, or maybe a couple of them or uh, is constantly bailing them out of third and long situations by taking off running. You want him throwing a ball. Yes. Right? Gimpy shoulder and all here. Okay. Only Drew Brees with the Dolphins. Right? Came in, got the exam. They told him to go fuck himself. You'll never be able to play in this league again. This is how sharp the opinion is of people that are inside the game. So, I mean, of what value is ours? You would have to ask yourself. I, I just, uh, the Chiefs scare me, and I want to root for him because I, I am a, an AFC guy, But uh, and I like Mahomes, and I would like him to distinguish himself. I don't want him to be labeled a loser, which uh, people are quick to condemn. I mean, even though the guy got there to the Super Bowl because he lost it, it's like, ah, you know what? He's no Joe Montana. It's like uh, you know, nobody was, right? Exactly. Joe was like the coolest cat ever. Yep. Believe All right, so we, we do have to run. We'll come back and wrap things up here in just a moment on the Defoe Show. Tomorrow going to be a lot of fun, Degenerate Friday. And we'll include the uh, Gambling Gourmet, who I, I have a restaurant for him. I, I, has he ever talked about Pappy Steak? No. P-A-P-I Steak? Never. It, they bring, like, this giant steak. It's a 1000 bucks in a suitcase. And, uh, man, I, I have to say, it looked amazing. Mm. Some restaurant must be in Miami somewhere. Have to ask him about that. All right, uh, back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. Happy state, man. I wonder if a uh, thousand bucks you could buy like a Texas Roadhouse franchise for that. <laughs> Not to, uh, you know, diminish their value, but uh, man, I mean, That's a lot. That's you a get story. a lot of steak for a thousand bucks at Texas Roadhouse. It's uh, eight fifty. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant. And you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, 
in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Hey folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapists, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10 and Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. The winner. Robert Klein, a pleasure. Huge fans and been bombarded with uh, messages and texts attesting to your brilliance and, and how much they uh, have enjoyed your work over the years. And still outstanding. Thanks so much. I don't know if you have one second real quick. Yeah. The Bronx Olympics yeah. would look like what? I called a friend of mine and I asked him if he was watching the fencing and he said uh, he, he thought that involved moving stolen merchandise. <laughs> but uh, The Bronx Olympics, so what, what would be the number one event? The number one event would be uh, the shout. Who could shout? Yo! Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to get your morning started is with Depot, joined by Luby, right here on The Depot Show. Your in-depth Super Bowl breakdown uh, with Mike Luby Lubitz uh, going to be available uh, for uh, all of you on our uh, Believe podcast. Uh, are you going to do uh, anything uh, with specifics uh, of X's and O's, Mike Luby Lubitz? Uh, sure. During the course we'll, of uh, we'll, any of our we'll, coverage on the uh, Super we'll, Bowl. We'll get right into it. <laughs> yeah, Greg Cosell coming on the show or anything? I uh, just texted the lovely and talented one that uh, you, you know. I mean, uh, we're not exactly Greg Cosell when it comes to no, no. X's and O's here. The uh, Gillette uh, NFL. Uh, what, what do they call that? Edge Gillette NFL, NFL Ma- moment. Edge NFL matchup was the show. Matchup, yeah, it's yeah, South great show. I used to have Ali Sherman on the show. Goodbye, Ali. We love. I mean, why were people so down on Ali Sherman? So he was losing games. Was he not a good enough guy? New York. I mean, that, that, that was as cruel as uh, almost anything I've ever seen in sports. And I, as a young kid, took part in it. I got sucked up with the crowd. Right, Luby? Oh, of course. All of a sudden, you know, you're ready to join a cult. Goodbye, Ali. Ali Sherman, man. Great guy. He was on the Gillette NFL matchup for years. And uh, even though he, he didn't really say anything that made any sense, it didn't matter. Because uh, <laughs> he was like kind of like the Ralph Kiner on Kiner's Corner. It was great. And then they bring in, like, some technical guys, and that's that's kind of where you lose me uh, on all of this, where, uh, I mean, it's overwhelmingly technical. The uh, I'm Speaking of overwhelming, an overwhelming amount of support for your man Greg Olson to uh, remain in the number one seat, and I guess he will now through uh, all of next year. Yeah. 
which will either cement the idea that, uh, you know, he, he he's going to be far superior. I mean, did they tell Tom Brady? No. <laughs> Tommy, uh, you know, could you take a few less dollars? Because <laughs> the best we could do for you is number two. Yeah, there's no way. Brady's locked no? in. Brady seems to be in very much control of that uh, decision. Here's a good question for you. Does Brady, not needing the $347 million for a 10-year commitment to be in the broadcast booth, See, see, now, you would think that he would want to perpetuate, you know, the ability to just beat Tom Brady and cash in on that. So what better way than to become like a, a really good color analyst that was respected? And there's there's room at the top now, is there not? Because Tony Romo is in such decline that, uh, you know, that the people are thinking that they made a Tony Kornheiser-like mistake. Yes. And, you know, just miscast a guy there. Dennis Miller uh, sitting there in the booth talking about the Byzantine Empire, and everybody's <laughs> like... Uh, is he really talking to some fat slob in the Midwest <laughs> that is scarfing down barbecue as if he was Andy Reid? Where was Windhorst on all of these uh, trades, by the way? You, I haven't seen that him took place much. in the NBA. What yeah, happened to him? I is didn't he see him much again. He's shoveling Malamars in his face, uh, just wondering uh, what happened and how uh, you know he now has the same status as persona non grata as Rachel Nichols, which has that not also enhanced LeBron's chances. Of uh, not only uh, you know continuing to uh, you know display this kind of brilliance, but eventually winning the uh, majority of people's arguments about uh, who's the best player of all time, that he seems to have distanced himself, or the NBA has from Rachel Nichols. Oh yeah, well she's starting something with Showtime, I think. Oh yeah, oh that's yeah, right, yeah, coming back, promoting some crap she's doing with Showtime. I don't know, I've never, I was never a fan of her, so I don't care either way what the hell she does. All right. And uh, the answer to a great trivia question, uh, true-false question, or uh, however you want to put it, uh, did you see what's happening with uh, the actress Gina Rodriguez? Gina Rodriguez now with uh, some kind of television series. A uh, Oscar-winning actress, correct? Gina Rodriguez, didn't she win an Oscar for I some movie know. she made? Maybe. And uh, the true-false question would be, uh, is she the daughter of boxing referee Gino Rodriguez? Who now, and you talk about the ultimate position, uh, you know, I, I think he's taken... Uh, some kind of authoritative position with, like, the IBF, also known as the International Bribery Federation. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, so, uh, and Gino, I don't know if he was on the take that night uh, in uh, Barranquilla, Colombia, when we call that fight Kendall Holt and uh, Ricardo Torres. But uh, as, as disgraceful a job as he did as a referee in stopping that fight at the time that he did, uh, the, the subsequent fight between those two, and, and I, I still, I mean, I don't know why they don't have instant replay in boxing, Louie. What do you think? Because it's too slimy of a sport to, uh, you know, actually engage in the truth. Yeah, I don't know. It's quick. I mean, I don't even know what you would do. I guess, if, well, you mean if, like, if it's a low blow? Well, no, I mean, uh, you know, you had a case here where a guy that I, I followed because, uh, you know, I happened to call that fight there in Colombia. So, naturally, I watched the rematch between these two guys when it took place. Uh, I believe it took place in Las Vegas this time. And uh, Kendall Holt, uh, who was, uh, you know, a good kid out of Patterson, New Jersey, you know, uh, fought all of these hard times off. Good story. And uh, he, he gets floored a couple of times in the first round by this guy, Ricardo Torres, and then comes back. And as he throws a punch, the punch doesn't actually land, mm. but he headbutts the guy like like with a, a moving headbutt accidentally, but right on the chin. He hits him right on the chin. It, it's crystal clear in the replay that uh, a punch was not landed and knocks out the guy and wins the championship. Oh, jeez. All right. So now. Can you blame the ref for not seeing it? It was very difficult to catch to the naked eye. Uh, yeah, I mean. But yeah, you would have thought that he landed a shot and that the guy went down. But clear as a as a, the day is long on the replay that uh, this guy just headbutted him on the chin. 
Yeah. Uh, which is weird. You don't see this even with like guys that are notorious for their headbutts, like uh, yeah. you know Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Uh, you know that they, they, they never really like just hit the guy right, right on the chin with the top of his head. That's I mean, it would have knocked out anybody. And uh, there it was. I mean, uh, but no mention of that. Uh, you know, when, when they were talking about, uh, you know, Holt and subsequent fights. Was, ah, yeah, sensational knockdown. Unbelievable. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, we're going to have Brandon Lang uh, very briefly on our Believe podcast today. Uh, with his, uh, He's like uh, 31 and 1 or something in yeah, he's the great. last 32 he's Super like Bowls. He's like 85% or some ludicrous number, 80%. And he, he's busy. He's on Radio Row yes, out there is. in uh, Glendale, Arizona. Or Phoenix, wherever they're holding a radio row part of this thing. So uh, we'll have that for you. And that, that'll post about 11 o'clock on Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And they're going to be our ticket to Las Vegas next year. That's the hope. I already Which is good. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a whole setup out there. Yeah, they do. Get to meet some of the other hosts on the uh, on the network. Be cool. Maybe even advance and enhance our own uh, position. All right. Uh, so we'll see you later on with Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. That's 12 o'clock today. Ask him about uh, Pappy Steak. Remind me to ask. Yeah, ask him. What he thinks about that. This looks like his kind of place. Pappy steak. A thousand dollar steak, man. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that feeds more than one person. It's like, you know, more than the size of his screen. All right. Uh, we'll see you later as uh, we come back with Mike Mayo's lunchbox at 12 o'clock as we leave you on that. The time. 9 a.m. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my show.